This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Porter. With me, I have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just uh, had a birthday over the weekend and turned uh, 33 years old. Uh, so don't feel any older, but, uh, you know, just happy to, to see the calendar uh, keep moving forward because you never know. Uh, you know, any day can be your last. Like like UGK said, one day you're here and then you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm not going I'm not going I'm only ask you one question. I just want a quick answer. Are you safe? After what happened this weekend, are you safe? Yes. Okay. All right. That's all. We can move on from there. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you are safe. Uh, so, the last few weeks, because of the the WrestleMania talk, the WrestleMania review, the WrestleMania preview, but before it, uh, our solo show covering uh, the Sumo Hall shows from from Stardom, uh, we have not talked much about AEW, um, and. I guess it's now our time to catch up and update everybody on our thoughts of AEW from the past two weeks. Um, I had, I, you know, because there was so much stuff going on, I was kind of, quite frankly, from all the goddamn wrestling from basically, you know, one weekend of, of nine hours of pro wrestling, another weekend of eight hours of pro wrestling, I was burnt out. So um, I, I hadn't watched any AEW uh, the past two weeks. But uh, yesterday, watched last week's or two weeks ago's uh, Dynamite Rampage just today, I watched um, last week's Dynamite Rampage, and I gotta say, uh, this is—I uh, wouldn't say that this is like uh, at the same level of television as what they were doing going into Blood and Guts in, at um, in the Prudential Center when they were headed there before the pandemic shut it off. Mm-hmm. But like, maybe the notch right below it. Like, this is some of the best stretches of uh, AEW television, uh, like, this two-week stretch that I can remember. Like, they have, like, rebounded quite nicely um, or transitioning out of pay-per-view uh, into compelling television and progressing storylines <coughs> forward and also giving killer matches at the same time. Um, and, like, this is almost, like, embarrassing what we saw, um, like, after uh, winter is coming um, uh, from... Uh, from beginning of the year, like beginning of the year felt like, okay, we got the Danielson. 
it was like one big match a week it felt like right and that was it that's all we got now it's like yeah. we're getting you know it's not necessarily that we're getting like high profile marquee match like FTR in Young Bucks it's a high high profile marquee match but underneath that you're getting uh, Danielson and Trent Beretta you're getting um, Adam Cole and Christian Cage you're getting uh, Wheeler Yuta and, and Danielson like you're getting a lot of really fun matchups. Jay Lethal and, and Moxley, you're getting a lot of fun Young shit. Young Bucks and Top Flight. Yes, like. yes. You're getting a lot of fun shit, and it feels more in the spirit of, like, when when Dynamite first started, and they were just giving you, like, give you a name that you know, a name and you know, maybe versus some, or someone that's really talented that just isn't over yet versus somebody that already is over, and, like, this match is going to get them, you know, their moment or whatever else. And it's been really fun and, like, you know, even their promo segments with Moxley, uh, sorry, with uh, Kingston and... Um, God, that Kingston promo was great. The yeah. last one. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, like we, we gonna do this shit like JYD in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, like the Kingston J... Uh, I'm sorry, the Kingston in uh, Santana and Ortiz stuff versus um, J, J, Jericho Appreciation Society. That's also been well done. The, the warload, uh, being the fuck out of security and costing, uh, the pinnacle members, their ma- uh, their matches that aren't, uh, MJF and watching MJF, like, tried to have, figure out how he's gonna have to manipulate and massage all these egos that are get now realizing that he's a fuck nigga. Like, this is, this is really damn good. Um, the, and the like stuff the, with, the, the stuff with Swerve. Like- the, the and, threat of a, of, of a new pinnacle, like possibly like yeah. coming into play. Yeah, uh, the Swerve and Keith Lee versus uh, uh, Team Taz. That's been fun as well. Um, yeah, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. Um, like even even when people are kind of just like just you know doing something to kinda, just kind of keep you keep their face in the game, like watching. Um, Watching like uh not Death Triangle but uh the uh, House of the Black Thro- uh, the ha- Black Throne just murder people um at times that's that's still fun like the way they- <laughs> dude what uh <laughs> Hey man straight bitching Adam Cole the yes, last time the, we the, saw the, him. the championship celebration where they steal the belts and then they celebrate and then they get them back where they just were the Bay Fate just punked the heels that was great too like yeah this it's it's been a lot of fun it really has. Yeah, man. So, um, I, I guess like let's take it from the uh, from March thirtieth. Uh, we'll start. Uh, CM Punk, and Max Caster, Max Caster comes off the rip uh, with the Will Smith line. Uh, this was directly after the Oscars. I didn't. I thought he fell short on this one. Um, he, he did it. In, eager. He used it. He used it. He as used a it in bar, bar one. Yep. He used it as a setup bar instead of the punchline bar. I was like, like nah, I'll you... slap you in the face like Will. No, 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 man. Like, and he, like, that should have been his, his second bar. And then he'd have been hey, off to a much know, better start. You know, kids these days, they ain't got no psychology, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you know, that man, maybe one, one year younger than me, but, <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I don't think he had the best, uh, rap verse that night. And then, you know, he just had an all right match with CM Punk, especially compared to uh, the shit he gave Samoa Joe. That was, that killed that bro. One. Killed the one him. he did with Samoa Joe, it was like, that's one of his better ones. Like light them up, smoke them, like, like open the pack, you know? Yeah. Um, like he gave him, look, that man was like, what, what are they going to give you in the match? Nothing. All right. I'm taking <laughs> everything before this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you like I got I'm you know I'm leaving here with something. I'm, yes, you know yes, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving here with something. 
So indeed. definitely. Indeed. Um, so after that, uh, CM Punk was, uh, doing like a title belt pose, you know, he's been doing this, uh, every once in a while, Shivani asked what that means. Um, he asked the fans what it means. Punk says he doesn't know who this champ is going to be between Cole and Paige, but, uh, he knows before his time is over in AEW, there's going to be more gray in his beard. There'll be more scars on his head, but he will be the AEW world champion at some point. I like how he asked the crowd. Who had no way of answering this correctly in uh in in one like United Front? What do, you tell me what that means? And all they were like, uh, CM Punk, CM Punk. We don't know what to say, nigga. What do you what do you expect us to say? You want a title shot? You want the next title shot? The next big show? You want a title shot? The next big show? Like, what are we supposed to take to that, nigga? What are you doing? Yeah. It was just funny. I saw that crowd like they were like you were looking around like oh you, all, CM Punk. When when in doubt, just chance CM Punk. I mean that has been the case for about eight years now. Yeah. Um. So after that, FT, uh, MJF was backstage uh, with FTR and uh, FTR uh, and Mark Sterling was uh, putting up pictures of Wardlow saying, security, please watch out for this man. Uh, MJF says he does not exist, uh, but the pinnacle does. They're going to get some wins starting tonight with FTR. Uh, Dax Harwood came in and uh, he told MJF he was their friend, but Warlow's our friend as well. And MJF immediately throws Warlow under the bus, says, I don't want to, you know, I-, I don't mean to talk. But, you know, Warlow be talking shit about y'all, you know? <laughs> so immediately, like, and he's, is obviously uh, not genuine, completely inauthentic. It's MJF, pretty much. Yes. Um, um, he asked them to put their hands in, in, um, uh, uh, Wheeler, um, puts his hand in, but he's like, he's not happy about it. And then, like, Dax is like, he he questioned whether or not to put his hand in, and eventually he regressively did, and he couldn't. He couldn't. He looked away from the camera. He was like disgusted with himself. Yes. Yep. That was, was like, that was good. That was good. It was like step one. Uh, FTR is like, or not step one because it's been in motion, like mm-hmm. him like turning face and all that. Um, I've been trying to figure out like who's like you know every tag team like there's obviously the the A member and then the B member, mm-hmm. and I think. It's been emerging that Dax is the the leader of this thing. Well, I mean, this goes back even in NXT. Like Dax was always the more charismatic shit stirrer of the you know of the of them two, and mm-hmm. I always saw it as um, uh, Wheeler was the one that was like to me he was like the 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 better athlete, right? Um, but. Like the, they 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 treat Dax as if he is like the the Nick Jackson, where like singles matches, right. it's him. He's a single specialist or single star that you send out. Like same way they use Trent instead right. of uh, Chuck Taylor. Um, so maybe that's also like with what was been happening in singles matches. Like that's more like coming to the uh coming to the forefront, especially now that they're they're now you know beginning to turn babyface and like. They're gonna need somebody that uh, the crowd more, you know, the more visible one to kind of step step forward in that role, I guess. Yep. Um, so after that, we got Jay Lethal versus John Moxley and James. The Jay Lethal Wrestling for Respect tour continues. This man is still wrestling for forgiveness. Um, this he's still a great wrestler. Um, still a great wrestler. Yeah, this was the the dying days of his babyface run, but like. 
it's clearly all that losing has led to something. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was just hard fought as hell. This was like submissions and, you know, going for reversing out of uh, finisher attempts. Uh, this one, you know, big brain busters and, you know, top rope moves and uh, just reversing and, you know, just really good match. I would probably say I want to say I maybe gave this four, if I'm not mistaken. And um, okay. uh, Moxley gets the win with the paradigm shift. Yeah, I gave it a uh, three and three quarters. And like it was surprising, like um, how well. They oh, and together. also and also Jay Lethal exactly as over as John Moxley was. Yeah, he got dueling chance, and then we'll get to it um, to Rampage, you know, from Friday. But like the the dueling Yuta in in Moxley chance, like I don't know what it is about Moxley, but like him playing this this you know big leaguing bully is getting motherfuckers over. It mm. really is. Um, Danielson is too, but not to the extent of these Moxie matches so far from what I've seen. Like I think I think uh, you know the page stuff kind of got people to you know to actually really boo him as opposed to just be like you know um we'll boo you because you're asking us to like i think he actually really has some heat yeah i and this this is kind of what i was concerned about with him like if you remember a couple weeks ago i was wondering i was like yo they gotta kind of figure out with danielson like because i still feel like moxley is clearly still defined as a face because he really hasn't said too much Mm -hmm. um different but you know Danielson was leaning in very hard, like into the, um, you know, the real wrestling stuff, the, you know, going against Hangman real hard and stuff like that. And then with the stuff with Moxley, it was like, oh, it feels like you're being sneaky. Like there's something that just isn't lining up or whatever. And if he's, and if he's going to be a heel, it's like, go even harder that way. Like figure it out. I think what I think the way this is setting up the dynamic between um, the relationships in um, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club is like you keep repeatedly hearing Regal call Danielson the perfect wrestler and then say and I also really have this great relationship with this maniac over here and like the way that Moxie is responding also, is like they're more they're more in tune like Regal is definitely more in tune with with uh, Danielson and he's like he's doing the, commentary the, on all Danielson's matches too yes. and not Moxley's ah, I didn't peek that but yeah um, and like I gotta say listening to Regal call these Danielson matches have, have been a fucking blast especially with uh, the one on Rampage with Taz was there like mm-hmm. Taz, I don't know what it is with Taz but you get Taz with a special guest commentator um, that's like someone that he's known for a long time, and like it seems like he just enjoys having his his buddy call that match with him, <laughs> like like when like cause like when Jericho and then Taz like when normally Jericho does uh rampage commentary, like you can see Taz like really enjoys Jericho's being around. They just like you know almost trying they're almost trying to pop each other, and yeah. like maybe not the pop part with uh with Regal, but like he clearly like enjoys and respects his opinion. Um, and everything. So, but yeah, like back to like the, definitely like, it feels like this thing where like Regal and Moxley respect the hell out of each other. Therefore Moxley, almost like a dog and just like, just, just due to respect is like with him because he, cause he called and he came, he's like, I respect you so much. You, you call. So I'm here. Uh, but it seems like the, I feel like as this goes further along, the, the mechanate, you will see the machinations and the cahoots, 
and you'll see that he will more that Regal will more favor Danielson. And then like when it comes down to when he has to pick one, he's gonna pick Danielson, and then Moxie will be the, the Avenge baby face going out for blood. Like in the long term, I'm not saying it's gonna be in three months. I'm not even saying it's gonna be in six months. But I could definitely see a year from now. He'd be like, they look at each other. This this motherfucker is this motherfucker is collateral damage. Get him out of here. Yeah, get him out of here. Plug on him. Yeah, like basically treat him how when Stephanie said to uh to Triple H, like, hey man, get Orton out of here. It's enough. We got we got we got uh Seth. Get him out of here. It's enough. And then they just we got Willa Yuta. No, something like that too. Yeah, so uh, FTR versus Gun Club. Uh, all it took to <laughs> to turn FTR in the faces was stick them next to the Gun Club. Next to the ass uh, boys. Boy, invaluable. Uh, apparently, the ass boys. Uh, FTR whooped that ass. Uh, got the uh, uh, big rig. The big rig on um, uh, one of them boys. Uh, I don't know which one it was. Uh, on it was Austin. Austin. It was on yeah. Austin. Because I write this down in my notes so I remembered it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it was Austin. So uh, FTR uh, wins the match. Then uh, MJF comes out to celebrate with him. But for some reason, there's like a little bit of tension. They shove each other. But, you know, they eventually like kind of make up backstage. Yeah. Well, well, well in, in the middle of the match, that's when you get the first like Warlow oh, Warlow appearance. Yeah. Like Warlow shows up. They cut to the back. He's, he, you know, he's throwing around security a little bit, it, like a little bit. And then he gets out to the front and like it's distracting the match. And ultimately, Dax ended up getting the win. And because the match is distracted in the match, like when Cast, I'm sorry, Caster, but different Max, when when MJF comes down and tries to raise Dax's hand, Dax is like, "Nah, man, I told you I wasn't with this distraction and bullshit. You interfering in my match. You <laughs> fucking with my money. You fucking with my family. Don't you know?" He was pissed. Uh, so then, like, he was able to defuse him for for that time, MJF. So, but like, you see, what's brewing? Like, Warlow is bad for business. Yeah. Um, or bad for their business. Yeah, and this will continue. Yep. So then we had the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, backstage. Uh, Jericho said he's the influencer. Nobody else can join. If they ask, they can GFY. Then um, Daniel Garcia, Mox, Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston. Uh, then they look behind the curtains, and they look behind the other one. Uh, all these boys were standing there ready. So uh, it was a jump zone. Well... The first one was, uh, you know, like a week before, they were doing the thing where it's like peekaboo behind the thing, like see they're not there, and then like I guess this week, one of them looked, and then the other one, to- uh, one of them told <sighs> Hager to look. And Hager opened up that blind and got hit with that fucking speedball right in the right between yes. the fucking eyes, and you know, uh, then it was on from there. Yep. Um, so they they brawl all down the damn ring and everything else. Like, and eventually, uh, Jazz takes control at the numbers game. Uh, they they work it out. Jericho gets a hold of Floyd. Uh, what's up, to Floyd? And um, <laughs> and, and beat down all yeah all the uh <clears throat> the Boricuas, I'll say. And um, <laughs> uh, Jericho pulled out the leather strap and. He nailed the Judas effect on Kingston. Uh, feels like there's there may be a blood and guts coming uh, with these guys eventually. Whenever they can add two more members for for Kingston, I'm sure they yeah. won't have to look f- far to yeah. find them. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out, uh, we mentioned the belt. Like it reminded me of Jeff Hardy. Is sometimes when stuff with belts because he has that studded belt. So it's like it's 
when you hit hit with that shit, that shit looks even more painful and probably is more painful than like a regular belt. So I was like, yeah. when, he, when he cracked him and Kingston made him face, I was like, God damn, oof, rough. Yep. Then we got um Mark Sterling. He was backstage. He went uh with Jade. He's back there with Jade. Said he got Jade a, a great opponent for her thirtieth win, and he brings out the librarian. And then Jade is like insulted and like, what is this shit? Uh, you know, and get get cut the shit, Mark, for one. And then we gonna go with you better give me somebody real. Essentially, then Mark says we'll go to option B, and he doesn't want to spit out the names. Like, and essentially, she tells him to say it with his chest, little nigga. Like that's that's what she says. Essentially, <laughs> and then he says Marina Shapir, uh, and I feel like these were the seeds for uh, the Jade Babyface turn, which is on the way. I mean, she can she can do whatever she wants. She's over, she's over as hell, so it doesn't oh, really matter. But like, yeah, it's easy. They, they just use Mark Sterling to like you know turn her or whatever. Be like, oh, you don't believe in her? You trying to give me these setups? Like, what you don't think I can win? And then like she just keeps you know whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, but so. I think also, um, given what I saw with the Brit thing, like it seems like maybe this is just that particular case, but it seems almost like if something gets over in the women's division, they're like, I ain't finna fuck around and change no dynamics, to, you know, to to fuck around and, and mess up the the equation, like because Brit was getting, you know, was getting baby faces, uh, the hell out of here, and, right. And it was like, why do you just turn her baby face already? And they just re- they just refused to do it. So it was like, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking about that history of why I don't think that's what they're doing. But that could be, that could very well be it. Either yeah, way, man. it's gonna work. Yeah. God bless Jade. Um, yeah, like Brian, God. I, we'll get to it, but uh, like it, it seems to be a continuation of of Jade versus that karate shit. So that's also. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I loved it. By the way, <laughs> so up next we had Brian Nelson versus Wheeler Yuta. Uh, this was also an awesome match. Uh, like the the rise of Wheeler Yuta continues. Uh, Danielson stomps him, uh, gives him a power driver, locks into submission. Is Brian is pissed in this match? He's like he can't believe the audacity of uh, Wheeler Yuta. Yeah. Why don't you just roll over and die? Yep. So, Danielson uh, with, with another win. What did I give that match? I gave four flat stars. I really, yeah, I'm like, I could swear that match is good as hell. Yep, four stars. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, Danielson. Danielson does something, and we'll talk about it in the in the, uh, the match on uh, Rampage, but like he did something in that match. I was like, God, like, he's, he's even doing this, like, protecting himself, and he's still fucking great. Like, besides just, you know, the, you know, the, the hand, you know, the arm push topes and like the, the, you know, the corner drop kicks or whatever else. Like he's even like, even on his bumps, he's finding a way to really give himself space to not, you know, jostle his head or fuck up his neck or anything like that. He's the best, just the best. Then we got, um, Cole and Red Dragon. They have tapes on, on the championships. Uh, Daniels, or excuse me, uh, Red Dragon has the tag bells. Cole has, uh, the AW title. Uh, they look like absolute geeks uh, yes. with these things. And Cole says the actual champions aren't here tonight uh, because they weren't invited. And we took these titles essentially because uh, Cole needs AEW uh, or they need a new era to take control. 
Kyle O'Reilly said he sees the haters saying they don't have enough wins, but Kyle O'Reilly, you know, just continues to talk more, essentially says we're wicked. Everybody loves him. He basically is like, he loses train of thought and was like, oh, never mind, guys, I'm drunk. I drank too much champagne. <laughs> um, Fish says he'll put their resume against anyone in the industry. Um, they're the three baddest dudes in the company, and then the celebration is going to continue all week long. All of a sudden, uh, Hangman pulled up in the Tesla with the horns on it, and uh, you know he charged the ring, started started essentially whooping all three of their country ass, and then Red, he took down Red Dragon, and he threw Cole across the ring. Uh, he was going to hit the buckshot, but uh, he, uh, the, you know the Red Dragon pulled Cole out, they tried to escape. Jurassic Express and Christian came out and said, nah, it, it's time to pay the price. They whooped their ass, essentially. Uh, Cole gets dumped, and, you know, the real champs get their belts back. Great baby face segment. <clears throat> Great baby face segment. Ain't really got too much to say. I'll just whoop your ass. Like, that's, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, they And, you know, we at this time, we kind of learn. Actually, no, we don't learn until the next week. Uh, about the title match. Okay. So uh, Thunder Rosa comes out, cuts a promo. Uh, she says, it's a shame their accomplishments are cut short, but she's a champion. She's the first Mexican woman to do that. Uh, she fought her way to be the face of the division, but she doesn't just want to be the face. She wants to be the face of all women's wrestling. That's right. All women's wrestling. Uh, she thinks uh, that there are always bullies that want to pull her down. Thunder says, pillars get knocked down, but the foundations remain, and she'll be that. Uh, she says she's ready. She tells Nyla to use the words, or does she need Vicky to dumb it down for her? Uh, she wants to wrestle the best in the world, no matter where it is, and she'll defend this belt to do it. So, uh, are we going to get Thunder Rosa on a plane? Um. Well, I maybe, but I think the real thing is like, um, well, I don't know if you know this, Rich, but uh, Mayu, after losing the uh, Sumo Hall Red Belt match against uh. Shuri said that she wants to win. She wants to win the SWA match, the SWA belt, and she scrambling. So, like desperation. So, um, I so I'd (laughs) (laughs) go ahead. So I'd imagine if uh, Mayu wins the SWA belt, I'd imagine she's going to uh, come to the U.S. again. Um, I gee, I wonder where she would show up in America to to. To uh to have defenses for her SWA belt, the Gaijin belt anyway. I wonder where it, that would be. Is this a good time to like talk about like the the news, like the the relationship stuff? Like like there's a lot of interesting stuff has been happening. Like I mean, we may have talked about like the Tokyo Joshi and DDT, like an AEW official partnership we that did started. Talk about that. We did talk about that. Um, they now are showing uh, AEW Dynamite on New Japan World. Uh, in Japanese with Japanese commentary, I believe Shingo did commentary as yeah, well as like, one of their other uh, announcers. So every like Dynamite is on New Japan World now. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita will be coming to AEW for a year, like, and it's like been announced like he's coming to America for a year. Um, very excited about that. I was very impressed by him the last time he came. Obviously, checked out some of his work in DDT. He had an awesome match uh, this summer, I believe it was with Jun Akiyama, if I'm not mistaken. It yeah, was and, Jun Akiyama. He did. Yeah. And, uh, my first time I ever seeing him was uh, last year at the Cyberfight uh, Festival when he had the match with him. It was him and uh, I can't remember who his tag team partners, but it was versus uh, Kiyomiya and Kitamita uh, from Noah. And like that match was sensational. And like that 
yeah, like the people, like the all the praise he gets is being uh, like a top of the or their ace. He deserved. He's great. Regardless, like never mind that undercard stuff you've you've heard of and seen from DDT or whatever else. Like they got a number of guys that like can go at the top level. He he was he apparently was the best of them. Obviously, there's someone like uh, Tetsuya Endo as well. Yeah, so uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how they use him. It's a really big moment, I think, in the promotion's history as far as like uh, if you do something good with Takeshita over over the uh, time you have him, that's like building confidence that other people can send you know uh, wrestlers uh, to AEW, and uh, I think that he will be pretty much looked out for because he's essentially like Kenny Omega's young boy. Uh, he's gonna have him kind of like advocating for him i'm sure though like i heard i was listening to uh joe lanza q a there was someone that wrote in and said what did they think of the idea of putting don Callis with Takeshita to to begin with or whatever and then like basically Takeshita like doesn't really know this guy's a slime ball essentially and he's like kind of like this reluctant kind of kind of heel whatever and you know and hmm. eventually he turns babyface over some point and he has a match with kenny eventually and whatever but like i i like that idea that that person pitched but um i'm i'm pretty excited to see him wrestle against whoever like i would love for him to win the tnt title um at some point yeah i mean i think I'll, you know i think it all i don't think they probably have those kind of plans locked in place but i think the thing is like they want to try to showcase him and then go from there um and like you know AEW's more or AEW fans are more accommodating to people like as long as you come out here and have get good ass matches you're going to get over um and you know given how good he is that's not much of a worry yeah yeah um i i would i think there's like tons of matches for him so very excited to see um you know that that come in and yeah. uh that you know partnership i i think uh, is is pretty much locked up now. Like essentially, I think you can call it official. Like they're airing just new, just AEW in, on New Japan World, and is it Rampage you, as well, or is it only Dynamite? I think it's just Dynamite right now. Actually, okay, I'm not sure, but uh, it feels like the the elusive Super Show isn't that far away. Um, I'd be interested to see it. You know, yeah. we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But um, this is very big news because uh, you know think about where these companies were three years ago at this time. Lots yeah. of changed circumstances since then. So, yeah. Um, um like with the, I, 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 I think you were some in the middle of all of this. Um, like, you know, the word is like, they're thinking of, um, lowering down some of these restrictions from, you know, for in Japan for tourists to come and kind and that kind of stuff. And, um, New Japan is looking into uh, getting visas for people for best super juniors, which is going to be back in its traditional um, early summer um, time slot of like the uh, of June. So like you look around and, and then you see us see like how they're, you know, with stardom and like it looks like they're about to make Mayu the SWA champion. It looks like they're, it looks like we're about what, to what start doing. It looks like we're about to get back to where we were in 2019. where like, you know, this shit was, you know, we're about to start maneuvering. Yeah. Um. So that. So it's gonna be. It's gonna be real fun to see where this all ends up because, like, before the pandemic, like Tam and Mayu were going to go. Like, you know, they did a couple dates. Um, in California, but like they were going to come to Ring of Honor. Um, in some capacity, I think they were going to be a tag team or whatever else, but it just didn't work because the pandemic hit. Uh, but yeah. Um, like with that, with uh, and also like you know. Some of the slots that are available for best super juniors for AEW wrestlers and, you know, the G1 for AEW wrestlers. Like, there's a lot of stuff to do. Like, um, 
you know, you got Minoru Suzuki over here as a, as a ring honored uh, champion. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, we're about to get Samoa Joe versus, versus freaking Minoru Suzuki. That's going to be, jeez. Oh, man. Um, but, but look, but, you know, Cody's in WWE, so, you know. Lot, lot yeah. of, lot of great things happening in major. God bless him. Wrestling. You know, made, made the right decision for him lot and his family. Lot God of, bless him. A lot of big things. Bro. A lot of big uh, things. So uh, only, I mean, I think he had, I think he had the Miz uh, TV today. Oh, had, yep. yeah, yeah. So, Anytime you can he, work with the Miz, he, you know, you, you got to do it. I mean, I mean, they're close. You know, they're you know they're close. You know, so some say that you know they're, they're similar. You know, you know. I mean, you know, both, I mean, both reality both, television shows, you know, smoking hot, uh, hot wives, suits, you know, suits, suits yeah, you know, I aspirations guess. beyond wrestling, you know. I don't think I don't think I've ever heard like the Miz said he wants to run for like governor of Ohio. I don't I don't think it's, I don't think I've ever heard no stuff nothing like that though. This is true. Yeah, but yeah, um, you know, I, I was going to keep going, but I'll I'll get off now. I yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had the bunny uh, in an Owen Hart qualifying uh, tournament match, and she had a mystery opponent, and it was Tony Storm. So uh, Tony Storm makes her debut. Crowd goes wild when she yeah. comes out. Um, her and the bunny have an all right match, and uh, Tony Storm ends up getting the win. Crowd kind of dies during the match because they're yeah. kind of just watching at that yeah. point. They were like, yo, why... <clears throat> why why is bunny like i don't think they were taking expecting a tour her, i don't think they were expecting her like to to get that much offense on tony storm i don't know maybe, maybe i don't know what it was but like the, you know they like they, respect the bunny one they, of, were one of spo- they responded draws. they responded to tony storm's office but not much to the bunnies um and the match was the match was pretty good like they threw you know throwing forearms and physical stuff some physical strikes um, but you know, ultimately, uh, at the end, Tony Storm got her out of there with the Ground Zero. So uh, the yeah, the yeah. original Ground Zero, not the one that they you know made her drop because like can't do power drivers in WWE. So that was fun. Yeah. So she had her like all new ring gear, new music, everything, and she had appeared in a road to after that said that she had considered retiring from wrestling, um, hmm. which was interesting. Since pretty much saying how miserable she was and uh, but she thought she was like Owen Hart because she's gone all around the world and obviously ties it into the tournament so <clears throat> be interested to see how Tony Storm uh, is used I think she leaps ahead of a lot of people she's essentially a lock to get pushed I feel like yep um, even like I in a way that I wouldn't have said about Ruby when she came in oh yeah and that's kind of proved uh, out I would say um you know, Tony Storm is a threat to win either championship. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you are Tony Khan and you and you saw these indie shows from in the UK, and you know watching Pro- watching Rev Pro, watching <laughs> Progress, he, he's he's familiar with Tony Storm. He's seen her a few times. So like, yeah, that's probably like. You know, um, when the UK, you know, UK, or uh, NXT UK started or whatever else, that was one of the things. It was like, oh, yeah, Tony Storm would be like, you know, the ace of that division. Like, I don't think she was necessarily the ace, but she was definitely like her and Rhea Ripley were two top stars. 
in the women like, that was we thought it would be a Tony Storm, and then they just kind of picked Rhea Ripley, and it was like, wow, you really picked Rhea Ripley? Because I would think to the like for me at least, it was like, okay, Tony Storm's like the person that's already been like had the huge name everywhere, and right. Rhea Ripley's just this person they have that's one like, the May Young, one the uh, you know what semifinalists in the first May Young Classic, you know, won the second one. Like they they treated Rhea like. Like, I, like I she was what, like her. They they treat her kind of like she. They they were holding her off, and then they just picked they picked her instead. And it was like, oh, okay, maybe they just want to get back to Tony Storm because she's the A's. She'll eventually drop it back to Tony Storm, but it didn't go like that. Right, right. Like, and also, like I think you know, Tony Storm also when she's in NXT UK, like they did that, or she was also like wrestling other places. She was still going back to Japan at the time. Like she was doing Sunday. She did Sunday Girls for a trip. She was still, you know. Still did her tours and stardom before, uh, you know, uh, Boucher Abad stardom and then WWE said, fuck them. Uh, but yeah, like it was, so it may have been a situation where like, you know, they liked Rhea, they liked Tony Storm. Rhea was, um, seemed to want to, was more, uh, uh, what do you say, uh, more interested in, in moving over faster, moving mm-hmm. over to America sooner. So like they tracked her first and they were like, well, all right, once, once we, you know, we'll give her the belt first. She's the heel. We'll have Tony Storm be the baby face that eventually conquers at the end. And then she'll be her one with it. And that's kind of how that worked out. Um, and then, like, you know, it was this, it was this weird thing. It was like, where is Tony Storm? What the fuck, you know, what you say about a lot of people in the NXT UK? Like, where the fuck are they? What are, are they doing? And they eventually brought her over. And then by that point in time, it's like, all right, they're, they're you know, EO got hurt. Um, they turned Tony heel. And then next thing you know, it's like, all right, so they're slow playing it, and then they move immediately move her into the main roster, and then they did what happened with the main roster, where she was like, I, I want to get the fuck out of here. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think maybe it was a hesitancy if she just didn't want to actually. She really did not like their style, but she was like, but this is going to raise my profile, and she kept going with it. Like, I, I mean, I'm already speculating where it is, but like, it it the further and further they went with her, the more and more it seemed like she was less interested in WWE. And it seemed like a lot, like, obviously there were a lot of things outside of the ring that always felt like were holding her back in that promotion. Like, she showed up uh, here, uh, I would say, probably in, like, the best condition I've seen her in in a long time. Um, You know, all new look, essentially. And, you know, she's, like, she's a star, man. Like, it's, it's very easy to figure out with her. I think, you know, there were, there were only so many spots, um that were on the horizon in WWE. Yeah. And it's like, well, where do you fit in? Are you scrambling for the, the women's tag team championships that mean nothing? Like, right. I mean, and I don't know if there's necessarily more spots uh, available in AEW, but I feel like if she walks in there and we've always said, Hey, there's going to be spots to get because it's yep. going to get competitive eventually for, mm-hmm. for these things. And I think that Tony Storm kept, like looks at if, – if I'm Tony Storm and I look at the AW Women's roster, I'm like, all right, it's still <clears throat> on the way up. Like there's still like work to be done as far as like, yo, where can this thing go? Can I get it even to a higher level? And WWE in comparison, like they're they're one call away from bringing Ronda Rousey back and, you know, moving you out the way or whatever. And – you know, Brits already had the long title run uh, the first time. Uh, you know, Sheeta's there, Serena Deeb's there, but I feel like if you're Tony, you walk Rehose right into that landscape. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people on the shelf. Like Thunder Rose is going to need opponents. Like yep. you you can either wrestle the champion, and 
and lose to them and then still kind of be, you know, orbiting or they could just put that shit on you like and they have two belts for you to win. So um, and, you know, it's not like you're segregated on your show and you can't touch shit, but um it's going to be interesting to see how to use her. Like if she, they, they got her kind of facing off with Jamie Hayter. Yep. The, uh, they know what they're doing with that matchup, apparently. So yep. <laughs> a lot of people on the internet happy about that. Yeah. But, uh, I, 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 saw I will that. keep it to the, I will keep it to the wrestling here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> we are was, not a horny show. Yeah, and it was funny because like I saw it and I, like my, my my response would be like to play dumb was be like yeah you know two you know two former SWA champions you know you know you know TK a fan of the of the SWA division you know didn't know didn't know didn't know we'll see well um but yeah like um because they both qualified. Uh, we'll get to the Jamie thing when we get to the Rampage part. So they both qualified, like, I mean, the way they did that, like, they have to meet up at some point. And, like, I don't think that's going to be the first round. I think they probably set that up for, like, you know, second round type of thing. Yeah. So after that, we had Andrade Oedolo versus Darby Allen. So this was a night that we recorded One Nation Radio on a Wednesday night. Uh, so I didn't catch this main event. And I've got to go back and watch it. But, James, please let us know. Oh, man. This one. Like, uh, like... <sighs> Okay, so Andrade comes out first, um, and like I think Darby says had a promo at some point along the lines like I don't, I don't like I don't want you with the skull, you know, with the skull mask and that bullshit. I like I want the I want the you know the guy that was one of the best wrestlers in the world. So like Darby, so like and I don't want Jose and AFO and all that bullshit. So like he he tells so Andrade comes down. Takes off the mask, takes off the, the suit deal, the, you know, tearaway suit, and then like he tells Jose to go back up the tunnel. So Darby comes out with Sting. He fist bumps Sting. Sting, you know, goes back up the tunnel. Darby comes down on the skateboard, down the, down the tunnel. That man took one step off that damn skateboard at uh, at the bottom of, of that ramp, and he ca- caught a fucking tornado from from Andrade. And then Andrade from there is just bullying, <clears throat> bullying and throwing this fucker around. And Andrade looks as big as I think I've ever seen him. Uh, to where like the the announced team fucking lies their ass off and says, you know, he's, you know, he looks, like, or I think they say like, you know, I think word is that he's coming in at two forty one. I was like, okay, I, look, his uh, look, his traps are huge. His arms are huge. His lats are fucking huge at this point. Look, the there, there, seen- there is that, hey, I've left WWE. They probably told me I was too small. Right. Murphy's kind of got that same, or yeah. Buddy Matthews got that same yeah, kind of deal. Absolutely. I'm going, ain't nobody going to tell me I'm too small no right. more. So Right. But the thing is, like, he, you know, when he first came up, he was already gigantic compared to what he was in, in WWE. I, I think this was the biggest I had ever seen him, right? Mm-hmm. And that being said, he's five fucking nine. He's not no two four. You can't even. Li- it was an outrageous lie. Like if you want to embellish to say that he's huge, you say he's two twenty five. You don't mm-hmm. say that he's like. Sorry, who's who's two twenty? Who's two forty? Uh, Bro, Hangman's like two twenty. He's built at two twenty. Yeah, that's my. You know what I'm saying? Build at two twenty, like. Um, I'll, I'll put it this way, right? Um, trying to think of somebody that's like, bro, most NFL running backs aren't even 240. So, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, I understand that, like, Andrade might be as big as Dalvin, might be, you know, more muscular than Dalvin Cook, but Dalvin Cook ain't even nowhere approaching 
uh, and he's five eleven. He's not five nine, right? Uh, so it's like mm. this is this is out, this is an outrageous lie you're telling. Like if you want to say he's two twenty five, I'll be like, look, you can kayfabe that. Two forty one is like, nah, man, absolutely not. Two forty one. I'm trying to think of somebody in that rich, range. It's, it, rich. Yeah, it's- when I'm rich, when when I get down and cut down and weight to where I ha- where I, my abs show, I'm two forty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm- no, I'm six four. Get the fuck out of here. Like no. But um, anyway, um, so. But anyway, like the whole match was Andrade is throwing this little this little kid around, <laughs> and, and you know, classic uh, Darby. Darby's fighting back, and they get to a slap battle that's out of this world. It's probably the best slap battle since since Tam and Julia. <laughs> they just they just paintbrushing the shit out of each other, and then uh, Darby goes to fire fire up and hit him with a big charge. And Andrade outpaces that man, one of them Kenta slaps, and I was, and I was like, yes! Um, so, I forgot what the end was, but basically, like, they shot Darby a, a little bit of bail, and Andrade happened to win at the end, um, and it's and it was continuing the, the feud with, uh, with, you know, AFO and Sting and Darby and the Hardys, and, like, the match was just super fun. Like, I thought that I thought that at its peak during the slap battle, like I was like, this might be a four, this this might like if you know goes away, it goes to be a four and a half star match. It cooled down after that, but it was still a fan, it was still a fantastic match. I ended up giving it four stars. I loved it. Um, yeah. I, I want another, I want another match. I want a decisive finish. Uh, when they, I mean, this was obviously it was, it, this wasn't like a disaster of a finish, but like I want to, I want another match between them to settle to settle it fully. So we roll right into Rampage. Um, we had the Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Always enjoy when these guys get together. I don't think they had their best match, um, uh, like together on this one. I think mm-hmm. their their last match that they had was even better than this one. Um, but it's always cool to see these guys together. I love the Bucks' new like kind of dark purple gear with with the Jays. Like that's just hard. Uh, Dante Martin looked great in this match. Um, and the Bucks got the win. I would want to say maybe like three and a half, three and three quarters, maybe just over uh, ten minutes. I gave it three and a quarter. I, I didn't like it that much. Uh, like Dar- Darius is back, but he's not back. If you get what I mean, like they're 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 covering and hiding him um, right now, as opposed to like that dude was also sensational. Um, and obviously, you know, he just came back from a torn ACL. He's still wearing the knee brace and everything, but like they they had they had him out there like. Like he was just an other uh, at times, and Darius, not Darius, but uh, Dante had to do the heavy lifting, and like it was noticeable to me. Um, but yeah, like you know, the Umbus Autopilot is a fucking three and a quarter star match, and that's kind of what this was. Yeah, I, I didn't think like it had been a while since the Bucks had wrestled, yep. and I thought they were maybe a little rusty in this but, match. I mean, they were tuning up for the four to four and three quarter star match, brother. Yeah. Yeah. This is a, this was a tune up, this is a you know? tune up, tune up for the classic match. We got next week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Chris Statlander, uh, showed, uh, the other side of Chris Statlander video package, or they promise the other side of Chris Statlander. What, what does that mean? I still don't know. So um, we had a Dan Lambert promo with Paige Van Zant, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Um, the only one that didn't talk was Scorpio Sky. Um, then eventually they showed Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti in the parking lot, 
and they were destroying Dan Lambert's car with sledgehammers. That's right. Property damage. Um, and then Sammy was spraying the uh, spraying be mad on the hood, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a uh, that's, that's going to be his version of deal with it. Um, and I think when they turn, that's going to be the catchphrase. Um, I, I thought American Top Team was based in Miami, right? Yes. Why would Dan Lambert care about you trashing his rental? I guess he got to pay for it, I guess, or, or maybe he didn't get the insurance. I don't know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't click the box. Fuck. Like, yep. okay, fair enough, yep. I guess. Um, um, Shivani interviewed Hook, uh, but uh, he got interrupted. Uh, of course, Hook doesn't say a word. Uh, Danhausen is there. Danhausen attempts to. Uh, he said he's here to make the human monies and curse people. He tried to curse Hook again, but it didn't work. So Danhausen further in disbelief that the curses are falling short. I also uh, cannot be cursed. Let's just put that out there. Um, and then Hook brushed it off and just walked away again. So yes. when, um, meme, when memes collide. When memes collide. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I don't think Dan Housen and Hook go together well. <laughs> so. Like, I, I'm not, I, like, I get what they're going for. Like, Hook's too cool for curses. I get it. Um, it, it doesn't... It, it's not actually funny. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still waiting to laugh at Dan Housen personally, but, you know, whatever. Um, House Black take on Uno, Grayson, and Fuego Del Sol. So, uh, Matt helping out their masked brethren, uh, even though Stu doesn't wear one. Uh, you know, uh, House Black, uh, I saw a gif of somebody kicking Fuego out of the air. Uh, yes. This match. Okay. So, <laughs> it feels like I haven't seen Stu Grayson Russell in like six months. But, <laughs> um, but he was there and he was back and like, you forget that he's like, you know, he, he'll that he's you, you forget he's very good. So uh, it was good to see him in there and like, but it wasn't like a super competitive match. It was more or less like a showcase to get Fuego uh, uh, get a hot streak in the ring, and then like he basically like sets up and uh, and gives at the end after everybody gets cleared out after uh, Brody uh, King hits a, a a tope through the ropes. Um, it's just alone. The final two are Fuego. In 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 black, and Fuego hits black with a uh, reverse Rana, and he you know he spikes for it, and he comes up and sells it big, and then Fuego hits the ropes and comes uh comes off the middle rope, and man like <laughs> Malachi Black took his fucking head off with a black mask, and I and I stood up on my seat like. I don't like. I don't know what it is, but like, I've really been enjoying wrestling. Where I, the shit has made me shout out and stand in my seat. He took his fucking head off, and and uh, Fuego like lands basically like on his back with his knees, with his uh, with his legs, bu- uh, you know, basically like uh, folded underneath him. It was mm-hmm. awesome, and he pinned him. I was like, what a great finish! And um, like, I need more Fuego del Sol being murdered by uh, the, the house of or uh, the house of black. Like, it's it's been it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, then we had um, Tony Storm and, or excuse me, we had uh, Jamie Hader and Sky Blue going at it. 
Yeah, this match was uh, not good. Um, Sky Blue just, um, she's not ready yet, but, you know, um, like, but she was better than Julia Hart that we saw uh, this week, but, uh, yeah. A lot of fans uh, of them both. Yeah, I mean, is that because of their wrestling or is that because of their look? Ultimately, I don't care, whatever, but um, match was just kind of there. Like, I have to look at the what I gave it. Um, Yeah, I ended up giving it two and a half stars. Uh, Jamie ended up being her with the uh, with a rainmaker. Uh, she clubbed her around a few times and then hit her with a ripcord, you know, lariat rainmaker. So, so after that, we got uh, the announcement of FTR and the Bucks. Bucks accept the challenge. Uh, they then teleport at the same time to the Ring of Honor show to do the run in, uh, which was profiled on being the elite. Pretty funny. Um, after that, they announced Bucks and FCR for next Wednesday. Hardy Boys, Butcher and the Blade in the tables match. Cole and Christian Cage. Uh, then we got the main event promo uh, between Hobbs and Lee. And then we had the main event of Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, man. Um, they basically like, they basically just, you know, run into each other. They do power moves. Uh Hobbs does a really good job um, working around Keith Lee's, you know, baby face fire and the faces he makes and sells. And then, you know, he fires up and like all of it is building towards Keith Lee firing up and then Keith Lee fires up. And then like, you know, they, they start, you know, more or less throwing each other around at points a, few, a, a couple times. Like they were parts of the match was building around Keith Lee wanted to give him that big, you know, corner to corner bill. Um, and Powerhouse Hobbs was like, nah, or Hobbs was like, nah, not happening. And then eventually, after he fires up, he finally gets it. Um, and uh, then by that point in time, because it's Rampage, you got uh, Ricky Starks on commentary. He realized that Hobbs was, was in trouble. He comes down and start, tries to interfere, um, which leads to Swerve coming out and, you know, trying to and canceling that out uh, because of the distraction at the ringside. Um, Hobbs turns around and he ends up catching a, or uh, actually like the ref gets distracted. So, um, Keith Lee was distracted and then, uh, Hobbs ends up, uh, hitting him with the, the big spine buster cover, made the cover ref is distracted. Um, you know, uh, Hobbs gets back up and tries to get the, the ref back in place or whatever else. And then as he turns around, he ends up catching the ground zero. Um, and then after the match, um, Starks puts Swerve through a table, and then there's another table um, put propped up in the corner, and uh, by Powerhouse Hobbs, Lee gets back to his feet. He ends up you know, catching or getting the goozle on uh, Starks, and then uh, he's by the table. So uh, Hobbs ends up uh, spearing him through the table, and that's how they went off on Rampage. Went off air on Rampage. <clears throat> Yeah, man. Then we got to but Boston. That match was very good. I ended up giving it uh, three and a half stars on the cage match. It looks like a three and three quarter star match. People liked it more than I did. So uh, I check it out. It's fun. Yeah, like Keith Lee is just so good at like just being a big man that wrestles other big motherfuckers. He's really, <laughs> he's really good. Really good. Like, you mean I, like this is like what almost and Bobby Lashley should have been like. They couldn't dream of having a match that good. Damn. <laughs> like, nah, man. Like. Think of, okay, let's let's just go through it. 
Survivor Series 2019, Keith Lee, Roman Reigns. Had the crown on his fucking feet. Yep. World Rumble 2020, Keith Lee, Brock Lesnar. Had Brock Lesnar out here running ropes to get Keith Lee to do his drop down, uh, or do his leapfrog drop down, or drop down leapfrog. Right? Like, had the crown on his feet. Hobbs, then you get Hobbs in there having one of his better better matches that I've ever seen him have versus Keith Lee right here in a match that, like, didn't go that long. Neither one of them got blown up and, like, had a run at the end. Still three and a half. A lot of people think three and three quarters. I think Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs are good at his pro wrestling thing. I just I just do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a fun little ending, and it continues their story because they're going to have a tag match eventually between the, the NXTers and in uh, Team Taz. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yeah, man. Um, <clears throat> then we got to Boston, one of the hottest crowds of the year. Uh, they were excellent. Um, so I have a question. Was there any chance that this Boston crowd, like, I remember they're like during the pandemic they were set up to go to Boston. Is this the first time this, being back since then? I think it is. Uh, oh no, no. The the they were in Boston and remember the match Brian Danielson had against Eddie Kingston. Oh okay. Okay, 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 okay. So this is their first time back since that match. Okay, so, so it's been like over six months. All right. Yeah. Um so hot crowd, hot. yeah, opens up with Cole and Christian Cage. Uh Put Edge and AJ Styles in a pack, as I predicted. Um, I thought this was pretty good. A uh, lot of, a lot of just hijinks of moving back and forth, and you know, taking stuff, milking stuff, and also like making it mean something, and but like the correct way to like this, where it doesn't kill the crowd. This like <laughs> was a, this was a this was a classic Christian WWE singles match. Like you can put like obviously I don't think it was as good as some of those Randy Orton matches, but like. You could put this next to like the SummerSlam stuff with Del Rio from from like earlier in the decade, earlier last decade. Yeah, very good. Um, like not a bunch of flying, not a bunch of like uh, or slower paced or whatever else. Uh, slower paced in most Christian matches, to be honest. But like, you know, like this was a match that like played towards um, the big moves and um, once you know, it, like setting up towards like the big moves or the real momentum make, uh, movers or changers in the matches and like as they'll start coming out and they're ducking and escaping that stuff. Like it was, it was fun. Um, I ended up giving it a three and three quarters and I was like, yo, like they're between last week's stuff. I just watched. Yes. You know, literally I watched it yesterday. And then this stuff, I'm like, I know what's on the main event of this. Like, I know that's, I heard, I heard this match. I heard the main event was class. Like, yo, they're on a really run, a really good run of like hot ass wrestling matches that like, they just weren't on for a while. Um, like I'm glad this is turned around. Um, yeah, <clears throat> like I like we were talking about the slow start they had. Well, not no more. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, yeah, they're yeah, like that pay changed everything. They um, if, if there was one minor complaint I had about the match, I would probably say the need to like if Cole's like going in, in there and um, 
about to fight Hangman. He needs to go over Christian harder. He doesn't even need to cheat to beat Christian. They don't need to do the shit where he turns into a dummy and forgets to lower his knee pad or whatever to, to make sure Christian can kick out of his finish and stuff like that. It's like, no, man, it's just like, like be more definitive, I think, in, in the win. But I guess yeah. it's just, you know, I, I think that's just what the need to protect. They feel the need to protect Christian for whatever reason. I, uh, I I don't know if it's about protecting Christian as much as is that's just what Adam Cole does. Like he do, like when he's a heel, he just doesn't win. Be, he doesn't beat people like that are at, that are even close to his level clean. Like I think he's more. I think he's you know obviously he's a CZW guy. That's why he does so many death matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I think he has that mentality in his matches. You look at it like from what I've seen of him is you know over the last you know six or five years or whatever is like. It, unless it's like you know somebody he's just on a whole nother level then he's just not going to be clean when he's a heel like he does not and he also wrestles that way to try to shine babyface in that way like mm-hmm. I, I think it's a it, it can get frustrating at times but like uh but like him giving somebody a low blow and then, and then like kneeing the back of their head off like I, I i mean that's that's pretty low on the offense of the the kind of uh you know the the offenses I've seen Adam Cole and the lengths I've seen Adam Cole go to to cheat in a match to to win. So like I, I, it didn't really bother me for AEW. Yeah, I, I get it, but for Adam Cole, that's kind of light. So um, Hangman came out after the match, rolls in the ring, straight bitches Adam Cole. Like this is like the Hangman. I'm like hell yeah, like like pump my fist, rooting for like yep. uh, shoves him in the face. Uh, basically says he's gonna he's gonna whoop his ass, get his affairs in order. That was almost like, hey man, put your nuts on on the table or whatever right now. Like yeah, this is this is awesome. Uh, crowd goes insane for Hangman uh, when he comes out, and um, yeah, we're set for a Texas Death Match next week. So yeah. uh, match that Hangman was kind of afraid of and hesitant about uh, he's gained confidence in it and now he's using this to torture somebody so uh, he's going to beat the shit out of Cole again yep like yep it's all part of the program like Adam <clears throat> Cole came in and said I'm going to help put this fucker over yep so um, <clears throat> yeah man um, then we got a video uh, package of Jay Lethal attacking Jonathan Gresham at Supercard of Honor Kind of setting up, showing Sanjay Dutt, who already kind of worked for AEW anyway, backstage. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, he he quit WWE and became an agent there, like uh, in AEW, like the next day or some shit. Like okay. it, it, it was weird. I, like I only what, knew about the A. I only knew about when he left WWE. I didn't know about him signing on. But you know, whatever. Like he was, you know, that's you know, between Ring Honor and TNA, like you know, that's what we know him for. So like, of course, like. Does it shock me that you know someone like Christopher Daniels picked up the phone and get a, get a get a call to try to get him in there? Yeah. So essentially, he's on a on air character now, kind of managing Jay Lethal. They go way back. Uh, they mm-hmm. told us from early days in Ring of Honor. Um, they start uh, cutting a promo on uh, Samoa Joe. We see Lethal has the button down shirt on, uh, a little bit different than uh, his normal kind of kind of presentation. And uh, the Jay Lethal charismatic promo is right there. So. Um, it's it's gonna get real hard for people. Like he's they gonna start letting him win now, James. Yep. Now he's a heel. Yep, he's gonna continue having good ass matches. Um, it's gonna get more awkward. It's gonna get more. Yeah, it is. Like a lot of like, people, a lot of people like gonna, have, gonna have to. A lot he of might have gonna, to touch the belt at some point. Like like he might have to touch the TNT title at some point. Look, I, I'm not going to get into what they do with him. I'm, all I'm saying is like this is definitely this is definitely going to turn into a riddle situation where like 
people people were like, yeah, he is scumbag, but that's a talented scumbag. <laughs> like, you know, like that. That's that's what is that's what is going. To, he's he has he is going to continue to out wrestle this. He has even not though, missed. He's going to continue to. He's going to figure. He is figuring out uh, out a way to out to, for the fans' perspective to out wrestle. Uh, like the the. I can't even say his baggage. That's too. That's too low stakes of what of what he you know what he's been you know. Uh, but he's going to he's going to do it. He's already have he's he's already mostly beaten it already. Uh, he's wrestled he's wrestled that level and like people are people are you know doing things with John Mosley. Oh man, like yeah, uh, he's about to you know he's about to do this thing with Samoa Joe. Yeah, man, like uh, there are gonna be a lot of people that is gonna pretend that shit never happened. Will be a lot of them. It, yep. it is gonna happen. It's gonna happen like over the next few months. Yeah, I can. I can already see it happen. I mean, it's already started to happen, right? Like it's this is why people were like, "Why they even let him in?" Like it's gonna I, get. I think, I think people it's gonna. Knew. Not, it's not even gonna get louder on that side. It's gonna get louder in the people going hard for him side as well. And it's gonna be like, Which is like why, why, just, like they 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 see him as 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 an accused, he, even though he he's wrestles, the one that's he's being accused. So good, he. Can, he runs too good. There's no way he could have done that. What? That, that's, what kind uh, of sense it, does that make? Sit your dumb real, ass down. It's going to get real loud and real stupid. I'm going to just kind of watch the guy and evaluate his wrestling and, uh, you know. I ain't ruining I ain't, I ain't like, for him. I like, yeah. look, he had a good ass match. Look. The end. Look, I will keep saying that the, the respect tour rolls on. Like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's all like, I got I ain't, for Yeah. Like that shit's a mess. That shit is a uh, mess. Owen Hart qualifier. Uh, we got Samoa Joe against Max Caster. This was ruled, I thought. Um, obviously, the rap verse we mentioned earlier with Caster, probably one of his best ones um, in the promotion. Just like line after line of just slick stuff and like just all the timing uh, and everything, you know, kind of just working out right, falling into place for him. You're not tough. You're injury prone. Um, Trying to think what else. There's a few other things. He, he, had, he, he was the champion. Like who was beating him in the yep. ratings? I yep. think that was Adam Cole. But I'll I'll, I'll let it slide. Um, well, I mean, uh, well, <clears throat> yes. Uh, I think by the time uh, Samoa Joe was champion, they had moved to Tuesdays. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. Still works. Yeah. Um, there was a, there was a couple more more lines in there too. But uh, look it up. Go out of your way to hit to hear this one. They they tweet all of them out. So you can't miss it. But uh, they, Joe brings back the muscle buster in this match, kind of modifies it a little bit to let him go and release the legs. So it's not so much of a neck bump, but um, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad he can do the move again. It adds a lot uh, to him, I think. Yeah, um, for a squ- basically a squash match, like he looked pretty good, which is like, I mean, Samoa Joe, he's, uh, he's not that far gone. Like, I mean, even the match, even the last match I saw in the match with Karrion Cross, like I thought he was blowing up like immediately in like a short match, but like even while blowing up, he still was wrestling well. Like it still was a good match. Was it a very good match? Eh, I don't know about all that, but like he can he can still go. It's just like you worry about like the amount of rust he has, his injury, you know, his his health in. And like, if he can keep the conditioning, if he and like watching, you know, how that match would probably like five minutes, something like that. But like, he he didn't look blown up. So, um, yeah, and I was I was kind of concerned because like last time we seen this guy, it was like, I was know, just, like 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 I was concerned in the middle of this match because he walked out and he was already like pink. 
a mm-hmm. red or purple or however they phrase like he already like looked a, a weird color coming out i don't know if he was doing something to make himself look i don't know what happened but like he was a weird color and then i was like is he gonna be blown up and then he wasn't and he was just you know he always gonna sweat because he's big but whatever like he looked good ironically he may have to get on that Suzuki program, which he's going to be wrestling Suzuki next week for the ROH TV championship. And what can be a very interesting uh, finish, uh, you know, like when you think about which way that's going to go, uh, mm. all the different ways, like, you know, is this a case where someone else like is Jay Lethal going to get involved to, to try to try to screw Samoa Joe is, is, you know, is someone going to cross Suzuki? Like there's a million ways this thing can go. I don't know which way they're going to pick. I don't know if someone's losing clean. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to do a bullshit finish. Um, but just wild shit happened. Like Minoru Suzuki is the always TV champion. Um, so come on to dynamite and, you know, Kaiser and RA. So, um, come, come do, you know, the, the Suzuki faces in the chops and, you know, you know, bring, bring that here, you know? Yeah. I like the last, the last AEW match he had was a dang match. And like, that's the, that's what I want. That's what I want in when he shows up to ring or AEW or ring honor. Like, so like, and I think he knows that. I think he knows that. So, um, I think we're in for a treat. I think we're in for a treat. So Jay Lethal and Sanjay does. We mentioned kind of the content of the promo. They said they changed their outlook. Uh, they said Lethal tried to call Joe for months because Joe was uh, Lethal's teacher, but Joe wouldn't answer, a la Paul Ordnorf and Hulk Hogan. Uh, Joe only apparently answers for billionaires. Uh, Lethal <laughs> said next week we're going to get Joe a massive present. So maybe something going on there. Yeah, definitely some. Definitely some. So the BCC was backstage. Uh, and Danielson, they announced with face Tramperetta and Moxley with face Willow Yuta on Rampage. Moxley said it's going to sound like bones cracking, like thunder and raining blood. Like he was thinking, trying to think of something to say. And he's just kind of just spit that out. I mean, I mean, given what, uh, given Look, he wasn't lying, right? <laughs> like given what happened, like he called his shot. Like when John Moxley says there will be blood, there will be fucking blood. Like that, that Danielson match from revolution, this, uh, from this week or this past week, he when he says that shit's coming, it's coming. Yep. It ain't no little nick here, and you bleed a little bit, and then like y'all saying your face is dried, you know, from the rest of the match. It's, it is Muda scale. It it is a, a, over five on the Muda scale every time. We gonna split you, you know. Yeah. Um, but MJF joined commentary, and I do, next well, match. Was, one one thing I want to say, I do like this promo for the fact is like it showed that what we were talking about earlier about like. He sees something, or sorry, Danielson and uh, Regal both see something in Yuta, and Moxley is less convinced. And then, you know, we'll stay tuned until, you know, we get to Rampage. Yeah. Sean Dean uh, taking on Sean Spears. Uh, Spears was beating his ass, uh, hit him with like the C4. He did some sick move. It was like a made in Japan, um, like neck breaker. I was yeah, like, what the like fuck is this? I was like, this, I was like, this can't be the guy that everybody tells me is just this terrible wrestler that just never needs to appear on television. This, this can't be the same guy. Right. Um, but apparently, uh, this all happened. MJF was on commentary. Mm-hmm. Warlow appeared backstage and my God. Warlow started powering through these geeks like like just easy just just get them out the way finish these boys uh walking stomping on, on the way to the ring the whole crowd doing the Warlow chants in the goddamn um uh in the Goldberg cadence yep. and you know 
You know, it's warlord season in this bitch. <laughs> so, so, you know, shout out to Dan Coffin. But um, yeah, man, uh he basically just just basically pulled up and the distraction was enough for Sean Dean to roll up Spears for the win. Yeah. So Sean Dean continues to own the pinnacle in 2020. Two and oh, undefeated. Uh, so he's going to be facing MJF next week. We'll see if the street rolls on. Uh, who knows? But um, after that, uh, what would what, you make of, the, of this, James? Liked it. Uh, Wardlow coming through the crowd in this week. Like last week, he just showed up and security swarmed him. And then uh, this week, like he showed up and you see like bodies of security laid out. And then you they catch up with him and he's laying out the security backstage. I thought it was awesome. And eventually, like the like the uh the Olympic uh the National Olympic team security guys showed up. They were all like six foot six showing up and stopped them. And he just stopped there. Uh, but eventually. He gonna whoop their ass too, and when he does, I already got a meme saved up. Um, it, it, if you if you have ever uh, listened to Lil John Eastside Boys uh, and listened to I don't give a fuck, it's yes. something it's something out the first verse uh, that I, I already I got exactly saved. And when, and when it comes and when it happens, when he fucks up all of them, I'm gonna post it and I'll be like Wardlow. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it I really enjoy what they're doing, Wardlow. They they have fit, like he's getting more and more over. <laughs> he's so raw, bro. Like, <laughs> Bro, I love Wardlow, bro. He's just like it's visceral. Like it is real easy to get. You know, I'm not I'm not looking for 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 the five star matches with Wardlow, but he'll give us some four star four star performances, maybe. Yes. But he's like full of intensity, full of uh of of big dumb jock energy. Yes, just strong. Like he's that big, bro. Like, <laughs> like um. He- he he basically like with him, Hobbs, Keith Lee, uh, like yeah, like uh, you know Luchasaurus when Luchasaurus does single stuff, like they're the big guys, like so it's gonna be you know so for them to you know, so Joe's here now is like when they're gonna get together and they have their things like look out for it over else and like those are the guys that are gonna be able to do the power moves and all that kind of stuff where other guys like in in the roster that's not their forte so. Like, because of what the house style kind of is, because of the makeup of the roster, like, he stands out even more. Like, that's the importance of having diversity in your roster as opposed to having, like, a bunch of guys that are all ex-football players. Right. Um, so, after that, <clears throat> they show the video of Kingston Santana and Ortiz uh, beating down uh, Jer- uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. Eddie Kingston threw a whole fucking monitor at this man. That shit was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and, and Jericho, like, obviously they knew it was double doors with, like, the thing behind. So, like, he just he's clearly just aiming for that. But, like, Jericho is, like, running to try to avoid the TV. <laughs> that was funny. And it, it is like so. Where you like your whole time? You're like so. Where is Hager? Hager's got the getaway car, and then like Jericho. I don't know because they're playing on Jericho's age or not, but like everybody else gets in. Hager like gets out of the driver's seat, puts it in park, gets out of the driver's seat, and it opens the opens the back door. So Jericho just like dive in, and then he closes the door right off. <laughs> it's just so so Clowns. goofy, so goofy. It's fun. Um. Then we got a fucking excellent promo by Eddie Kingston, just like so intense that like he didn't even really like. 
Yeah, he was like, it's on site, basically. That means and by seeing you with your wife. Then he had to explain to on site, Mitch. Yes. Yes. If I see you with your wife, it's on. I see you with your kids, it's on. And then, you know, he said, JL's going better bring the fight, or they challenged it to a six man. He said, we're going to be- beat the shit out of you. Uh, you know, we're going to fuck you up, bitch. And it's going to be Butch Reed and Junkyard Dog style in New Orleans. Like, and I, I popped. I was like, man, what a great promo. Then um, after that, uh, we had a video package with Hook shrugging off the curse again. again. Okay, uh, so after the second time of seeing it, it was like, this is why I was like, oh, yeah, man, like you've done it once. Once is good enough. Like the backstage promo the second time, okay, now, like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. Like, I don't want to see this every single week. What, what, what good, like, unless he's going to eventually, like, slam um, Dan House on his shit, which I don't know if he can yet because of his foot. Then, like, there's no purpose of doing this. Like, because eventually he's gonna, like, why wouldn't Hook be annoyed by this dude's presence? Because he keeps running up on him over and over and over. So, uh, Jade and Mark Sterling came out and she introduced the baddie section. So, um, she's basically picking out. And the cameraman made sure to cut out that dude that actually was a part of the baddie session because of sexism. Yep, yep. Can't believe that. You know, the guy chosen as a baddie, you know, Jade put him on Twitter. Took a yeah. picture with him. And because uh, the cameraman cut off the dude, like, uh, I forgot who was on commentary. He was like, yeah, you know, those are nice looking women. But it's like, yeah, but they cut off that one dude. And then what you what then what will you have said? Then what will you what will you have said, Ross or, or Sir Shivani or or whoever else was on commentary, Excalibur? What will you have said then? Hey man, I I'm a fan of the baddie section. I hope I hope it hope it uh, increases. You know, can we get yes. a couple rows of the other yes. baddie section? Can we get it's, like three or four sections of the baddie section? How about a whole stadium? Who are you telling? Yeah, like so for me, like I enjoyed this because it's such easy heat. It's like your town ain't got no attractive women. I'm bringing the attractive women on my behalf to try to give y'all some culture. Like I love it. She well, no, she, she's, she, she's picking people out of the town. I know that. But she that's not how she's presenting it. Obviously, she's getting local. She's not flying them in. Yeah, yeah. But the way they're presented is like, yeah, y'all telling me I know attractive women, so I have, you know, I have brought some. Or, no, or y'all, you know, there's none of these shows that y'all got out of your city, so I'm bringing them. Like, either way, it's still the great heat. It's like, yeah, like, y'all, y'all dudes can't, y'all dudes can't pull nothing. That's, that's, like I love it. It's, funny. it's great. It's funny. She was getting cheered during this shit, so like it was like <laughs> I just cheered her. I love it. It's great. Yeah. So like I feel like looking back in retrospect, maybe maybe I'm looking at it through the prism of time has passed, and, or I'm recently biased. But like, how did Jay not make it for? Uh, how do we not think of? Or do you feel like we omitted her for for gimmick of the year last year for that bitch? I think she'll be a stronger candidate this year. I feel like it's more. I feel like it's stronger this year. But like, I'm wondering if like maybe like uh, maybe we overlooked her last year. I don't know. But she she's definitely she was, she's definitely up front this year. That bitch is a, is a thing. She says she was tired of all these MMA people entering wrestling, it and so popped. am I, Jade. So am popped. I. Uh, I'm tired of all this, all this shit. If y'all want to do MMA so bad, get y'all ass back in the cage. Go fight. I don't give a fuck. I, I came to see people pro wrestle. Like I, I don't care about all your, you know, your, your your bullshit that you're doing in your match. No, man, I, I it's just boring. Like fuck all that. Exactly what Jay said. We don't 
had no time for that MMA shit. Like, nah, get him out of here. And she basically tied it into uh, says fear may be a problem, but Jade is a problem solver. So, uh, yeah, you know, get get that shit. You know, <laughs> make that shit go go get it like the Red Cross. Pandering, I love it. Hardy's versus the Butcher and the Blade in the tables match, and James. We warned him. Matt Hardy is done. Done. Repeat that. Matt Hardy is done. He's look, man. He's he has nothing left. He has nothing left to give. That man has gave his body to this business. He has nothing left to give us. Um, it, it is over. He can't move. He just can't. You you watch him. He can't move. And like. He's doing spots in, like, obviously, there's some selling involved, but it looks like it's hurting him to do stuff. Like, when he was doing, like, the, like the leg drop through the table, it looked like it hurt him. Yes. He, um... And then, like, like he was supposed like, to do, bro, like... bro, like, he, he was taking crazy bumps all in this match. It was, like, that one, uh, he was taking a superplex to the floor from the outside when yep. he was supposed to go to a table. Yep. And it was unsturdy um, as hell. You had in, uh... The blade had both his feet on the barricade to do it. Yeah, obviously he's doing it. It was a two person job uh, to do it, but it was still look, it looked unsafe as fucking a bad idea as they were doing it. Um, but it, luckily no one died. Um, like I think, uh, what is the move when uh Jeff comes off like runs from one corner to the opposite where the opponent's in the other corner and Jeff is basically on, on all fours and he jumps off. Is that poetry in motion? Poetry in motion. Yeah, they did a poetry in motion on the floor uh, to one of them on the barricade and like Jeff's like slipped off his back. And I don't know if, cause Jeff slipped off his back or if like Matt just buckled underneath the pressure. Cause he can't do, he can't do this anymore. I have no idea, but like Jeff barely made contact. And then, uh, and then like they set up the table. Um, they set up both tables on the floor and then set up the ladder. And then like they, Jeff does a swanton off the top of the ladder. And like, Matt can't even, Matt seemed like needed also the help of Bryce Rensburg to hold the ladder in place so Jeff could get to the top and Swanton off. And I was like, yo, I, I, maybe sad is too strong of a word, but like, this is definitely the end or should be. Man, I, I, I don't think it's going to be, man. I, I think they're going to keep I mean, running, yeah, running yeah, these like guys he's got out his brother there. there. Like, of course, he's like, he feels like he has a new lease on life, but like, I don't like this. Them as the Hardy Boys can't continue. Like, bro, like, there are... Matt's not up for it. And Jeff don't look like he's great either. They're doing these table matches in, like, week three. Like, um, they... I I don't know if it's a case of where, like, they can't do anything else, but it seems like doing this this fast, it feels like it's within their first five matches. It's like, bro, they're... It's a complete, like, yo... I, I'm struggling with the words to describe it, but it's like it was a tables match. And it was a, it was a, it was a. It's like a parody of itself. Like maybe. it's like a parody yeah. of which which you know the Hardys for. It's like oh they're here they're here to just fall through shit. Like and it's <laughs> just like, I yeah we knew that, yeah. but it was just like damn they ain't have nothing else to offer. We went straight to the yeah you know whatever, and we know both of these guys are creative. We know they can come up with new stuff, but like. I'm not into the Jinko jeans and the 1999 shirt anymore. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I just personally I, I, maybe maybe if they get up higher on the car near Russell, better tag teams or more over tag teams, it'll change. But um, yeah, man, like I this was not a good match. I gave it two and a half stars. It wasn't a good match, and it's a tables match. They had yeah. a motherfucker at the end finish with a swanton bomb through the through tables on the floor. And this is before you get to everyone kind of not understanding like how the match worked. And I think I don't think they help either. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that like, definitely didn't help. Like as a viewer, I I felt like I knew what was going on because that's how I would assume table matches go. Like oh, every single person has to go through it. But like the commentary would have made you think that. Jeff Hardy was eliminated and yep. he needed to leave or thought. something. That's what but, I thought because I was like, wait, so why is Jeff Hardy like, how is Jeff Hardy who just got eliminated, if that's the case, like also eliminating somebody that's eligible? That makes no sense. But then I guess there's no rules in the match and, you know, you can just do whatever. So yeah, yeah. I don't. Even if there were no rules in a match, if you're eliminated, you can't eliminate somebody. Got to be eligible to throw somebody out the table. Right. Or to throw right. somebody through a table. Right. So. I don't know. They they, they should have did, did better with that. So yeah, 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 yeah. You're definitely right. They, the commentary did not help this match. Um, but after that, uh, we had Christian's cage backstage with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Christian was frustrated, threw his water bottle, stormed off. Jungle Boy issued the challenge to Red Dragon, told them they hadn't earned a match, but since they keep getting involved, they'll challenge them to a match. And my championship switch belt. Uh, or my championship switch buzzer is going off, and I think Red Dragon needs to have a great match in winning this. Oh, that great match is Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Red Dragon. I'll be fine. Because, like, uh, I, I think uh, Jurassic Express has been awesome in the matches, but, like, bro, like, FTR is, like, on a streak of a lifetime right now. You'll never be above the Bucks, and then you're, it seems like they're the number three team, like, right now, so... I guess it's time to, to, to do the switch. Maybe. Like, maybe they're interested in going towards um a, a, a trios or singles run. I mean, I, I, th- I feel like a lot of stuff is, like, between, you know, Christian and uh, Jurassic Express and uh, the and, uh, Undisputed and um, uh, LAX and Kingston and, you know, the... Um, British, uh, I'm saying British, uh, the Blackpool Combat Club, like, you've seen all these trios things trying to kind of, like, you know, it's, it's, they're, 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 it's, it's glowing, it's glowing again, whereas, like, one of these fucking trios things that happen is, like, obviously, they're still waiting on Omega, but it's, like, I don't know how, how is, y'all really gonna wait this long? Okay. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I think that's, you know, they lose the titles, and then, like, that's what you kind of focus on with them is, um, is that like they can go to do the trio sing or like Jungle Boy needs to go singles? I um, mean, if yeah, he does, like, I mean, obviously, like, you Christian take the turn. If you want to have him be Scorpio Sky, that makes sense. If that's what you want to do, makes sense to me. So we have Hikaru Shida and Julia Hart up next. Uh, Julia Hart at the beginning of the match attacks Shida before the bell, chokes her with the jacket, throws out the varsity blondes, um, and then this match happens. This match stunk. Um, Julia Hart. I thought like this is the worst I ever seen her, but like it wasn't like the other stuff I saw from her was like she was some good wrestler either. 
Um, like, if this is your first time watching her, you'd be like, she has no business being on, like, major American professional wrestling television. This is your first time ever seeing her. Um, it, it was, it, yeah, it was not a good match. Yeah. Um, it was bad. It was bad. Sheeta was saying, hey, do what you want. It, it, look, we know it ain't my fault. Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, not not really much here. Uh, Falconero finishes um, uh, Julia Hart here, and I think Hart's got to take it back to uh, the Nightmare Factory for a little bit more before one she thing comes I, back. One thing I want to I want to mention, like it also looked like, you know, people have have talked online about like there is some there's potentially like a long storyline at place with Julia still wearing the, the, the eye. I could tell you, I she, could not care less. Right. That she is going to flip off the the thing, and you're going to see like the black eye. And she's going to be like the fourth member of uh, of um um uh, House of uh, Black. House of Black, yeah. Uh, so I thought this was at play here when she threw her two friends out throughout uh you know Griffin and Pillman Jr. And like I noticed, like on on her face, it was almost like like a. Uh, it looked like it was like like some makeup that was underneath the eye patch smudged off, and it was dark, almost like when you think of Malachi Black's eye thing. So I was mm-hmm. like, maybe they're doing it here, but then like, nope, she's got her the fuck out of here. Maybe it's like a tease of, you know, this was to come. I don't know. But like, if they're going to do it, they better get to it soon. And maybe this is the beginning of it. Cause she's now turning heel or whatever else. But, uh, yeah. Um, if she's going to be in, if she's going to be in uh, house of black, she needs to get a lot fucking better. Like immediately. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a standard with them three. Yeah, I, I think people are really into the idea of like putting the cute blonde little girl with the dark, you know, thing. It's like we've seen this this story before. Like we've seen uh, Alexa Bliss be corrupted into this fiend shit. Like this, is, like this is like, like I have zero interest in this. Like, like negative. Like I hope they drop that shit, and forget about it, and it never happens. Like. Like unplug that shit like the Nightmare Collective. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like I don't. <laughs> so, so speaking of like another, another, you know, trios team, uh, House of Black, House of Black, who is fa- who's having a few waiting for Ray Phoenix to come back between uh, Death Triangle. Just start the tournament now. Stop, stop wasting. I want this trios tournament now. Enough. You the playboy. Look, give Kenny, give Kenny Omega and, and, and the Young Bucks like the first defense after you crown a champion. If, if, if you need it that badly uh, for him to be involved. But damn, man, I'm tired of waiting. So Serena D's music played. She tried to attack Sheeta with a chair. Uh, Serena D massively cheered. She came Matt. from behind. And uh, she was ready, waiting for the front, and realized enough time passed. It's like, oh, she's behind me. She turns around, and then they face off, or they they basically get a standstill with Sheeta's stick. And, yeah, and Sheeta's chair, and uh, sorry, uh, Sheeta's candlestick in in Deeb's chair. And Serena eventually like leaves. It was like, I almost got you. I almost got you. I almost snuck up on you and got you, but I'm gonna get to you eventually. So they're teasing that. I'm assuming that's for the Owen. Um, yeah, and also continue their feud because that'll be like their sixth or seventh match, I think, or probably like their fifth actually. But um, they have a good match together. Yeah, um, Swerve's backstage. Uh, they showed pictures of him at the Grammys. Uh, he said he didn't forget about his issues with Ricky Starks, but for now he's got stuff to do. And he walked in the locker room after that. Swerve got inducted into the jump zone. See what happens when I hang out with Swerve. Don't nobody really try to jump Swerve. So like I. 
you know, I, I I didn't really talk this word about that. I put it, sent a little tweet out that he liked. So it was like, may, maybe, you know, I, you know, I need to be there to make sure nobody jumps for like, maybe this is a, you know, but, um, after that Lee's in there too, to, to watch his back, Keith Lee can watch his back. You know, I'm sure he, he's a lot more trained than I am. So, um, they do the big brawl in the locker room. Lee uh, hits Hobbs with a pounce through the wall, of course. Uh, and this kind of foreshadows the tag team match that gets made. Uh, it's going to be their dynamite, Lee or Swerve's dynamite debut. And they're bringing this uh, feud to dynamite. It's been cooking on Rampage uh, for about a month now. So, yeah. Time to bring it over. Yeah. And now uh, I think bad. the bump through the, uh, through the put up. Um, Drywall looked bad, but whatever. Yeah. So, Rampage lineup: Moxley, Wheeler, Yuta, Brian Danielson, Trent Beretta, Red Velvet, Willow, Nightingale, and Swerve versus QT. So, um, after that, they announced the Dynamite lineup. Next week is gonna be Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus against Red Dragon. They're doing the six man with Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Rampage. Uh, Hangman Page versus Cole in the Texas Death Match, Battle of the Belts, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, um, and then I wish I would have just like tried to announce that as fast as Excalibur does. Oh yeah, he he was zooming through that thing. Uh, so yeah, so Rampage, sorry, uh, next or Wednesdays is in New Orleans, and then uh, Fridays Rampage is in Garland, Texas, right? Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where is Battle of the Belts? <laughs> Battle of the Belts, I do not know. Okay. I'll, I'll find it real quick. So they bring out our longtime ROH ring announcer, Bobby Cruz, and he does the introductions. And it is time for FTR versus the Young Bucks 2. The roles are switched is for the ROH Tag Team Championships and the AAA Tag Team Championships. Uh, and feels like a, the crowd's on fire. Everyone expected a classic. We got one. Uh, I like this more than their other match. Um, I think I'm uh, about a quarter star higher uh, on it than that one. And um, I really liked it. Like, I thought it was, like, really like a uh, – it, it was interesting seeing FTR, like, just get cheered like this. And I was like, <laughs> I'll never cheer for FTR like that, but it's nice, like, to, to see that or whatever. Like, this is, like, one of the – best matches they've had and this is fresh off the heels of their match with the briscoes which i think is even better i gave the same rating but i think the briscoes match mm. was better um <clears throat> um than this one was but uh go out of your way to see that if you guys haven't seen it and then watch this one it was like a great week for ftr ftr is on fire right now um they've you know took the stuff with uh like the dax hard with singles matches the stuff they did with moxley and punk uh the briscoes match this they're like in a zone that they've never been in in any point in this company, and it seems like anywhere. Forget it this, seems, is, this this company like, anywhere like, any bro, point in the times who like when they were NXT they weren't they weren't having matches this at this level or this look, for this they, frequency. They were no. coast, they were coasting off the NXT reputation for a long long time, and they were coming in at some of these matches, uh, especially when they first got to AEW, where it was like uh, I don't know, like and you know they went through a long period of like you know, find themselves off the card and, you know, just challengers and stuff like that. And now it seems like it's their time right now. And um, they get the win over the Young Bucks here. Uh, just tons of, tons of, of 
great sequences, firing yeah. up, crowds going yeah. absolutely uh, crazy for them, yeah. uh, taking nothing away from them. Like they're like they're hitting a new peak uh, for themselves. And yeah. of course, the Bucks. Like, come on, man. Like the Bucks got got twenty of these, man. Like, I, like I'm, I'm done talking about the Bucks, man. The so, Bucks are too great, man. So like this match basically starts by them uh, basically doing anything you do, I do better, and they basically like you know like. Oh, FTRs, baby, or baby faces, or whatever else, and and uh, the young bucks are heels, and the young bucks are basically doing like FTRs, like greatest hits of cheating, and then like FTRs responding by like you know getting get getting momentum back on their side by like doing the same same heel cheating tactic or whatever, but their baby face so is working, um, and then eventually like they both get in the or all four get in the ring, they hockey fight out. They get the heat on uh, Wheeler, uh, which sets up the hot tag. So uh, in comes in Dax. Dax starts opening up with chops and forearms, all that kind of stuff. And then you start getting, you know, big moves and saves and everything. Um, and then at the end, ultimately, um, you end up getting uh, Matt, Har- Matt Hardy. Matt Jackson in there. No. 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 <laughs> maybe Matt in like third, maybe Matt in like 20 years, but, uh, Matt, Matt in the ring and like, uh, Nick's been taking, taken out. So like, uh, they go to give, uh, <laughs> they go to give Matt the BTE trigger and he sees his coming. He's like, fuck you guys. He spits, like, he has a bloody mouth. So he spits in, uh, uh, Dax's face. And so they were like, all right. And it, it was very much, it reminded me so much of, FTR is like last great match in WWE, like that match on NXT, uh, like during the summer or the Survivor Series 2019 thing against uh, Red Dragon, actually, where they're just like, "You're one of the greats. We're some. We're some of the greats too. Like you may beat us, but we're going to go down fucking defiantly." Um, so like spit Matt spits in one of their faces or spits in a uh 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 I'm tr- uh Dax Dax's face. They get the BT trigger and then lift him up and give him uh the big rig and get him out of there. Uh, yeah, it was a great match. Uh, one of the best matches of the year. Um, I gave it four and three quarters. Um, I you know, I thought this match is just on a whole other league than that first match they had. Like that first match disappointed the hell out of me. Like I still I still thought it was a great match, but it's like. To see the people's reaction to it or whatever else, it felt like people are capping because like they wanted this match and like they weren't going to they weren't going to let it not be or not consider it as an all time great match as opposed to letting it happen when they eventually do it. This is one of their all time great. This is like I'm assuming they're going to have more of these. Like this is this will be when we get through it with FTR and Young Bucks over the next you know three four five years. This will be one of their classics. Uh, the other one was just a great match, and like given how badly that storyline went in the, at the end, leading into that match, and then what the match just actually ended up being, just as you know, this turned out to be more of a love letter to pro uh, to tag team wrestling, which is like, well, then why did we go through six months of waiting for this fucking match instead of anything actually super heated? Like, nah, this is the match they should this should have been their first match. This second match should have been their first match. And so whatever, like I, I thought this match was great. Uh, like I said, again, one of the best matches of the year. Like if you have not seen it, go out your way to watch it. Like this is, I think this is better than any of the any of the revival in American Alpha stuff. I think this match would be like, I think outside of the, um, I think outside of like the uh, uh, the DIY stuff. These are the best FTR matches. Or this was the best F- FTR match I've ever seen. Like you told me the uh, 
You said that you oh, think that Briscoe's, Briscoe's match, match is better. I, I think the Briscoe's I, match I'll need to go see that. I have it on my hard drive. I'll go. I'll have to pull it up and watch it. So I'm going to watch it sometime this week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I really wasn't. I really, really enjoyed this match. And like with FTR, if you had looked from the beginning of this year, like uh, there was one match when it was them versus I want to say it was Brock Anderson and Lee uh, Johnson and Lee Johnson, where they were wrestling their ass off. We both know that, like, yo. They really working now. And like they have continued that. Like they have changed their they have changed their their in ring philosophy for what they thought was gonna be good enough to like appeal at the elite level. And you say that oh all they did was turn babyface. Like when they were when they were still healed, they had changed this. So mm-hmm. like they have made an adjustment and realized that what they were doing was not good enough. Like so um And also they, I would I would think people um I would I would advise people to not get worked by them as far as like because like i think there was something coming into this match with the bucks where people thought the bucks were like gonna bury them like there was a reason like that it took so long for this second match to happen i'm like that's fucking carny wrestling speak like people think this is like for real like or whatever so so i guess if that helps them enjoy the match better fine whatever but like it's not real like when you see like uh it like like when you see, uh, or you used to at least now they're when they were heels, like you see Dax on Twitter, like complaining about like the matchmaking and shit. Like that's a gimmick. Like, bro, yeah. like at the, at, after the, the Briscoe's match, they were in the, um, press conference with Tony Khan. They're both like hugging Tony Khan. Like, it, like, bro, like these, they love what the fuck they're doing. Like, don't let this like work you to that degree. Like, look, feel free to get work, but be, be aware of what's actually happening. Like, um, and, like I I don't I just laugh at the notion that um the Bucks would have a problem losing to them or anyone for that matter. <laughs> when all they did was spend like the first half of uh like the first like how many months of the of the company's from uh, existence putting people over left and right. I I don't know where it comes from. So like if y'all want to get work to that that degree, fine. Um, uh, but over here in reality, like you'll you'll we'll keep getting these. Like we don't have to worry about someone not wanting to lose to somebody and them doing a, a, a hour match with no falls or something. Like people were saying, this is like uh you know this is a Bret Hart Shawn Michaels like style thing possibly with with FTR. I believe I actually got a question from from Floyd uh, about that. I'm okay. gonna pull it up right now. Um, so he said, "Question for the show is FTR versus Young Bus and New Sean versus Brett, and what happens if you love them both and think they are both generational tag teams?" Um, uh, I would disagree with it being like a Sean versus Brett thing because, in one, like stylistically in the ring, right? Maybe you could say that, right? But I feel like. <laughs> like I don't feel like Bret Hart was or Shawn Michaels was good at the things Bret Hart was good at, right? And you know, vice versa. Like you're not going to see Bret Hart coming off the top rope or anything. I feel like the Bucks Taking can crazy bumps left yeah, and right. Like the Bucks can do anything at equally as well as faces as heel. Uh, we've seen great early returns on FTR being baby faces, but they're not doing fucking lucha libre. Like right. sorry, like it's not happening. But. um I think if you love them both and think they're both generational teams, that's awesome. Like, you know, FCR is one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. Like the, the young boys, I think is the greatest tag team um, I've ever seen. Like, I think that people will, you know, if it, it depends. Cause like, I think a lot of that, what, what I was just talking about, people allowing themselves to get worked into thinking there's like legit animal 
clearly not uh, with these guys. But you say legit? Think, you think legit animosity is what you said? Yeah, like okay. I, I think people were working themselves into thinking there's legit animosity with these guys, but I think that's these guys all being like great workers uh, and figuring out like they can make a lot of money doing this. So like, if anything, this could be better than like Brett versus Sean and potentially like more lucrative. Because like Brett and Sean wrestled themselves or they worked themselves out of making money. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I, I never. I don't know. That seems like such a weird question to me. Like, if you meant like their their psychology or an approach to wrestling, then then maybe. But if you like, when I think of the Sean Brett thing, I'm thinking like the fact that they fucking hated each other and they worked themselves into hate each other, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think the young but like I've never. I've never entertained for a second that like the Young Bucks and FTR like don't like each other. I've never entertained that. Yeah. So like, I, or I've never even thought like that was even something that, could, that anyone actually thought like for real. So like maybe maybe that's my perspective. I think like, a I'm, lot of that is coming from like obviously the I loud corners worse. of Cornettism uh, and you know getting fed shit and then like basically those fires getting amplified into like regular discourse. Mm. So that like that's how that shit happens. So, um, but I think you know. You know, with Sean and Brett, it was a lot of old versus new stuff. Like, and well, 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 when you look at it, I think I, the Bucks are, are is they're even possibly more old school than FTR and the, the philosophy they approach wrestling. Like, no one's more of an old school worker than Nick Jackson. Like, come on, man! Like, just guys Nick like Jackson? yes, bro. Like, just the way they approach wrestling. Like, bro, like. You know, be a mark for yourself, not a company. Like Nick Jackson well, and Kevin Nash are the same fucking well, person. Like, is, I don't. Well, I think. Well, <sighs> right, but it's, but then it's like then the bell rings and like nah, not not at all. So I, that's why maybe that's why it threw me off. Like you're talking about the ethos and yeah, um, um, like the bucks think, are about a dollar. Like I think that I think that um, what the fuck is fifty cent? <laughs> I think that people think like FTR. Are actually like like you mentioned like they're actually like they believe that like that like the cornet like they like do the role, they do the role wrestling guys. Old guys and like because they like they used to masturbate to like the the, the brain busters like that's that's like that is actually like what they believe in. like no otherwise like why would they respect these dudes that they wrestle all the goddamn time why would why would they why would they come to AEW and then see what that tag team division is full of with with a fucking flying dinosaur right that they want to wrestle uh that those guys. Right, like if that's the case, and like when they want to wall themselves off and only want to wrestle like uh, Moxley and Danielson and like Red Dragon, then no, they wrestle all them dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think people, I think people have bought the fact that they're like annoying on Twitter, that they actually believe that bullshit. And like, quite frankly, for me, the thing that's annoying is like the part where it's like, I know you're full of shit. Can you please knock it off? Yeah, and it's like, bro, like, bro, y'all are. Y'all you're not working anybody, or at least I, I feel like you're not working anybody. In fact, you're just annoying me. Like, it's, <laughs> God, you're so Look, bad. I, no, I will say they probably are working some people. They're not working me with that. I'm like, yo, these guys are high pace, high spot wrestlers in their own right. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, so, um, and like, and like I said, if if you love them both and think they're both generational, awesome. You know, I mean, they are. Just by definition, they're both generational talents as tag teams. So. Um, yeah, that'll wrap up uh, the Dynamite review, but we have one more. Uh, we had Rampage uh, this week, and Rampage was just probably the best Rampage uh, episode ever, uh, if I had to you know, think about it. I mean, I don't recall ever seeing two four-star matches on one-hour show in so we, the AEW. 
So we started. Um, I, I didn't catch the the opening of this. Uh, this was Brian Danielson versus Trent Beretta. Yes, and it is basically like what you imagine a Trent Beretta Daniel Bryanson match to be like hard hitting, well wrestled, um, and like nobody nobody backed down. Like I know I'm saying all the cliches or whatever else, but it's like this match is like every da- or Brian Danielson match you imagine, like going back and forth, kicking his ass, getting his ass kicked. Uh, you get a, uh, there's a, a part where like, um, Danielson gets cocky, uh, towards the end. But like before that, like there was a spot where Danielson does his, uh, goes for his tope and, um, Trent catches him and then gives him a Saito suplex on the floor, which is, which is great. But he also managed like it was safe or whatever else. He didn't, uh, he landed basically on the, on his, uh, he didn't land close to his head. Uh, so, uh, by the point in time where, uh, Danielson gets cocky, um, like there's a, there's a, you know, top row back suplex, um, or, or, you know, superplex where like in midair, Trent like turns into a crossbody. And then like, as he's falling, you also see Danielson like turn his, turn his, turn and land on his shoulder instead of landing on a flat back bump because obviously like Trent's bigger than him. So it's like, he's bigger than me. I am taking a back bump. I have this history of concussions. If I turn to the side, it gives my, it gives my, you know, more space for my head to, if there's a whiplash effect to not like hit the mat and I end up, you know, I'm like, God damn, he's fucking good. Like he's, he has considered every fucking thing he has done to continue wrestling. Like this man may be able to wrestle if he wants to, um, you know, he said he wants to work till he's 70. I mean, take out like the su- take out the top row suplex, whatever else he might be able to. The way he's made these adjustments and still and still managing to wrestle at, at and have four star matches all the goddamn time, he's just a fucking genius. Like he, he's he's just a fucking best. Like I, 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 like, and then obviously by the end, uh, Trent um, seems like he has the match won, and Danielson comes out of nowhere and hits with a, with a bicycle knee. And he ends up, uh, gets him back up. And then, like, eventually, like, there's a gotch style, uh, a gotch style, uh, power bomb, or power bomb, uh, power driver. And then he slaps on because he, uh, Danielson thought the match is working over Trent's neck. Uh, obviously, because, like, uh, there's also a spot where, uh, Trent tries to put him, puts Danielson through these steps and he sidesteps and he goes into the neck first into the steps. Uh, at the end, after that gotch style power driver, he slaps on the label lock, and instead of just doing a cross face around the face, he does a neck crank, and, like, the ref stops it. And I was like, God damn. Just, <laughs> damn. I, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he's, like, back to being fucking awesome all the time at every fucking match. Like, like when we first started, you know, like, watching that run in, like, 2012 through 13. God damn, he's good, man. Fuck. Like, just makes it more glaring, like what he was doing, the the soulless work he was doing at, at points in WWE. Um, like, but yeah, man, he he. Uh, so then, like like four stars, like it was just it's just just a clinic he put on, and, and Trent, you know, Trent can have a great match with anybody. Like Trent's a good ass wrestler. Like he's one of them dudes who's like, I'll take five Trent, I'll take five Trents or or Sammy uh, or Frankie Kazarian's. On the on on any wrestling roster I have, because they're gonna go out there and they're gonna like have credibility over to an extent, and like n- nobody thinks that they don't belong in the ring with whoever, regardless of how big of a star it is, or whatever else. They got themselves a chance. They'll probably lose, but they do have a chance. Um, and yeah, you put them away, and like it was it was fun, and like the whole point was like 
because of uh, the Yuta and Danielson match from uh, the week before, like Trent said, like I'm going to, you know, he beat the hell out of you. I'm going to beat Brian or Danielson to like show you like that you, you know, turn your backs on on Chucky and and Orange as like they're, you know, like you think that like you we can only take you to this level. I'll show you like there's another level we can get you to, even though you got no faith in us because you're a shitty friend. Like uh, it's, it was all good. It was all good. There's um. There's like there may have been like some um uh like there was a, there's gonna be a Trent Uta match one day and that shit is gonna be it's like gonna bang it's gonna bang yeah and, you, and like imagine like that shit imagine a Trent Beretta versus Willer Uta match in WWE you'd be like the crowd wouldn't even give a flying fuck like this is a master class like this whole thing with Will Uta and then looping in now Beretta there and then Moxley and Danielson it's like yo. If we're trying to make a new wrestler that people care about, I couldn't give a fuck about Will Uta. Like, you know, that first time that Moxley squashed him, the progression, and we're going to talk about it in his match to come, but, mm-hmm. uh, well, we'll just kick it to, to, to down there. But uh, they did a promo segment with Scorpio Sky and uh, Ethan Page. Scorpio Sky didn't really say much. Uh, Sammy, they said he got big booze in the building. This was a very heavily edited segment. Um, there was a portion I heard that they had to uh, they had to cut out because Sammy was so frazzled, didn't really know what to say. Um, They're getting booed uh, big time, uh, which was funny because like the I think they came out during Dynamite during the taping to do the sign card gimmick, and they got pops or whatever when they came out. So I don't know if it was a case like once the lambert thing started it was like hold on what the fuck is all this but um whenever this program finishes because it seems like they're walking in cody's shoes here still they've got to turn like they've got to turn like and uh i think like this is like a this is a great miscalculation like uh how this thing has worked out as far as like being over has never had a problem being over at any point in his career until now. Huh. Um, I, you know, I was talking to y'all about this um, the other day. Like, I just think that, like, unless it is a will they won't do want to thing as far as romance, like, nobody wants it in wrestling. Like, nobody, like, it's a, it's a hill move to be a couple on, on television unless, like, y'all are y'all are like getting together like once y'all are together we don't care um why that is i have some assumptions uh but people miserable yeah i, I think a lot of it, people be miserable but also like the material is like just it's like think of what we just talked about with when we'll talk about further continuing talking about like, like with the willer yuda trip Beretta, uh best friends blackpool uh, combat club and think of the emotions and like the feelings that everybody has, whatever else. And like, you can, that's so, uh, I'm going to say relatable, but like everybody understands like your friends are getting to a certain point and then, or you having friends and like, what are you, and then like, what do you really want? And, and if, and sometimes your friends aren't, sometimes your friends aren't in your best interest for what you want to do. Right. Like that's a part of growing in life. Right. Like that is a universal thing. I'm not saying that love isn't, because it absolutely is, but like you compare that to like Lambert coming out and calling or basically like slut shaming and whatever woman at that at whatever particular moment and getting over in front of these crowds because the crowds suck 
And then, and then like, the mess come out there and say some super lame-ass joke. Like, they were like, I forgot what it was. Something about miserable or whatever else in translation and what that means in Portuguese. And she was like, like oh, Dan that's Lambert's easy. It's Dan Lambert. I was like, yo, that joke, like, that joke, there's no way y'all didn't know that joke wasn't going to fucking die. Like, y'all sent them out there to get fucking destroyed. Like, what are y'all doing? And, like, there's also people that don't like the, don't, like, so... In the movie industry, right, there are not many movies that involve a the love interest, uh, the protagonist and like the love interest being together through infidelity or cheating or bringing up of a marriage or something serious, right? Like it never tests well when they send out to a screening audience, that, you know, to test it for to see what people think of of, of the movies. A lot of people remember that Sammy Guevara proposal shit, and they're like, "Yo, what the fuck happened?" Clearly, there was some fuckery going on here, and a lot, and that's and a lot of people are holding that, you know, whether it's said or not, people are holding that against this Sammy in in Tay shit. And I'm not saying it's none of my business. I don't care. But what I will say is what I've always said: when you have a babyface act come out and get booed, I don't care if it's intentional. I don't care if it's over and gets reaction. It fucking sucks to watch. So, yep, they, they, need to, they need to go very high on this guy, care about the trajectory trajectory of his career. And I feel really bad for the for for him, for her. Like she had never had a problem getting cheered before. And then yep. this has just been a, a bad situation for them both. Like this situation has been, um, you know, I think people are being unnecessarily hard on them, like for, for some of that stuff, I, I think. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, well, what happens when, you know, with the material they're given on screen and then that shit is sucked too. So like, it's like, well, get to the match, like get Sammy in the ring. Like what got Sammy Guevara over was not his promos. Like it was him is true. going nuts in the ring and being a human highlight reel and, and being crazy and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Like they've got to wrap this shit up and then think about their next move and like, and if they really want to take this be mad thing, which I think that's out there for a reason, like they can, they can really do something with that and, and, t- and turn themselves like into hot heels and then eventually normalize, you know, their, uh, their reception essentially, because like we, we just sat through like Cody coming out here and not having the answers or whatever. And I don't think like, I hope Sammy isn't someone that's like, yo, I don't want to turn. Like, I want to be oh, a good guy right no. now. Like, no so like, if Tony yeah, Khan sold like, that man to turn, he's going to have to turn. Period. Flip. You know, flip. Yeah. So I, like, I don't even understand why he entertained that shit with Cody. Um, but yeah, like, I, I almost feel like they're being, like, when are they going to get to this Paige Van Zandt match and get it over with? Because, like, once, please get it over, that shit over with and do it already. Because, like, she's been around. And like, what are we waiting for? Like, are we waiting I for think she's, like she's uh, in wrestling school now? So like, but about having her on TV already. I mean, she's doing the angles on TV, so right. Um, but she's still in school, I guess. So, uh, I would assume that they'd get that ready for Vegas, personally. So you know, UFC fighter Vegas, mm-hmm. da, 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 so in that normally uh, international fight week too that weekend. Or am I mistaken? I don't know when International Fight Week is. It's in sometime in the summer. 
Oh god. Sometimes someone like whatever month what one do one okay, here's here's how you know, right? You would know this. When do they when does F4W normally take that trip to Vegas? Around then. Yeah. That's in like May. They, okay. That's International Fight Week. That's how I remember it. Gotcha. So um yeah, Paige tells says he doesn't want his daughter to grow up like Ty Conti. Um he said a lot of other stuff too, but I, I just don't remember. Oh, he said they're walking PR incident waiting to happen. Uh, gives big cheers for this, and I'm like, "What is that public? What like maybe is that allusion to like what may have been an affair? Is that is that what that's I guess, supposed to be? Yeah, or or just okay. anything that can go bad or whatever. And people don't like it's easy. Like he's picking up low hanging fruit right there. Like he can he said that line and it can apply to anything. Okay, um, so. You know, not not like not ideal for for Sammy. Not, not ideal all. for us to to have to break this stuff down. Like it's like this is the only thing that's like not like the, where the the wheel ain't quite turning, uh, like it needs to. Can, can we can we do a, a real quick uh um what do you what would we call it uh <laughs> can we do a meeting of the pillars right now or no can we do can we rank the pillars right now as far as where they are. Can we can we do that right now? Yeah, uh, MJF will still be number one. Uh huh. Darby. Yep. Jungle Boy. Yep. Sammy. Yeah, and like, there's a gap. There's a a, a gap between Jungle Boy and Sammy right now. Yeah. Like, and it's and it's through no fault of like like Sammy didn't start having worse matches. Like right. he's having probably like the best set of matches that he's ever had right now. And it's just like this Ty Conti alliance has sunk him in a lot of people's eyes. And it's like and, it's, and when you say that, you don't mean it's actually her fault. You're just saying like this whole thing and all the shit that around it is like a dark cloud that has nothing to do with uh, the character yeah, of Sammy phenomenal. Guevara or or Ty Conti. It's just. People do. People just is not are not with it, and like the Booker put them in a the bad situation that was a leftover from, uh, let's say a previous administration. This would be funny. Yeah. And it's like, yo, this this stinks. Uh, this stinks. Like they, they, the whole America Top Team thing is, is like I wouldn't say they're not they they they're, they're poison for baby faces. I just think like some of these baby faces are flawed, and like they are shining bright lights on the flaws that are out there for the crowd to yes. be like. Yeah, you know what? That does fucking suck. Hey, your job ain't to do that, Dan Lambert. Your job look, is to get. Look, your you job notice, is not to like make the baby faces worse. You notice he was not able to do this to Chris Jericho. Like, Agreed. He, like people that are strong, like kind of like with that, you're not able to do that, like type of thing uh, too. But, but at the same time. There's not a lot of Chris Jericho's running around. <laughs> right. And your job isn't to get the baby faces under. Your job is to get the baby faces over. Like, you, you, like, obviously one's in the ring, one isn't, but like, that ain't what Adam Cole's doing, is it? So, gotta be, gotta, you know, gotta make an adjustment at some point. Otherwise, yeah. like, he's absolutely working against you. Yeah. So Regardless of how sw- talented the promos are, or well done the promos are. We got Swerve against QT Marshall. This went over uh, a little over five minutes. Thought this was some good action in this match. Swerve got a win uh, to launch him into uh, the 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 tag match on Dynamite. Hits him with the with the damn. Um, is with, it called the house the, call in in AEW or no? I don't know if it is, uh, but he he was the crowd was really into Swerve. Like he yep. was over, uh, and it's just another good sign uh, well, for him. They they were they were in, they were in the territory so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. 
joking. Like he's been he's been over if he had been Poughkeepsie or not Poughkeepsie, but if he had been in freaking uh Evanston, uh Illinois, it didn't matter. But I'm just saying, like it's funny. Like look at look at these WWE uh, wrestlers being over in WWE country. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Ricky starts challenging him to the tag match, um, and then they did another Marine Shafir promo uh, to challenge Jade. Yeah, she said uh, so, like a sentence. Yeah, so yeah. I, I wonder what show that's going to be on. You know, probably Battle of the Belts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Look, they better get something else on there. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, then we got uh, Red Velvet versus Willow Nightingale in an Owen Hart Foundation qualifier match. Red Velvet also picked up some boos uh, here. This is like uh, uh, Red Velvet was booed in the past uh, against Britt Baker. Uh, of course, they had Britt Baker in her hometown. That wasn't never going to go well. Yeah. Uh, so, so Velvet kind of plays into it a little bit. Willow Nightingale's in there. Um, the crowd's very into Willow. Yeah. Uh, she's also in Beyond Wrestling Country, so that's like an area she wrestles in. So she, yeah. Uh, you, you said that they were in. Where do you say it was Willow? It was Nightingale Country. Whatever you said. Uh, like Willow Beyond Country? Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, they were into her. Um, in James, are you in the will of Nightingale? Yes. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, pack. but yeah. You fucking fool. Uh, but yeah. Uh, she she uh she. I mean, the match was good. Like, the match was good. It was. It had a couple sloppy moments, but, like, the match was good. Crowd was really into Willow. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Velvet eventually, at some point, adjusted and, and, uh, and uh, recalibrated to, like, work more heel. Um, and I thought that, you know, given, you know, the Ring of Honor purchase, Ring, or Willow in Ring of Honor, Willow in on the darks or whatever else that like she you know this is her first appearance that I remember on Dynamite or Rampage and like she, the way they reacted to her she <laughs> shit she's as big a star as as uh as as you can kind of that's about as big a star as you can kind of ask for at the women's division AEW at this point and um you know she she had good fire like when she took the straps down I was like let's go easier to pop me in a match than having a singlet and then like after having a fire after firing up you just rip the straps down like I'm just, I'm, it's so easy this, this big jump big dumb shot wrestler wrestling as you as you mentioned before but um yeah uh jay or not jay <coughs> uh i forgot what happened but like uh it looked like uh willow was going for the win was about to get the win, and then uh, Red Velvet escaped. Into uh, a backstabber, or something. yeah, uh, yeah, backstabber. It turns that turns to like this weird roll thing where uh, Velvet gets to her feet, comes off the ropes, and hits a uh, Trouble in Paradise and gets the win. And I was like, Oh, they beat her in home in their home area, like this this evil heat promotion. This is this is what you expect out of WWE? They just beat the, the hometown hero in in her spot. Okay, all right. <laughs> So she's been making appearances for ROH, obviously this one here. So it feels like she's on the track, maybe to get signed. So I, mean, uh, I don't know. Reaction, I don't know. You know so. After that reaction, she almost has to be signed. Yeah, I, I think they're going to keep bringing her in. Uh, 
a lot of like they're putting together the tournament right now. I think we're going to actually get the we're going to see the depth of this thing. And then I, I just don't know, like, you know. Like they have the Tokyo Joshi Pro stuff about to start. It's just like, all right, what's the point of signing her at the at this time rather than just like, hey, we'll use you on a freelance basis. And then like when kind of that stuff clears up, then like maybe bring you in later on like like that could be something that happens as well. Yeah, you're you're right. Um, I also think I also have the 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 thought process of like how many good wrestlers AEW women's division have like just just domestically right now. Well, there are going to be some contracts coming up. So like you know, <laughs> like uh, for example, not not saying I know anything, but like someone like a, someone that's been there from the beginning, like Penelope Ford, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to bring her back? I don't know. She's she hasn't been around. But say okay. she comes off the books, maybe you slide. Will on her position, so it's like, uh, it's like, a lot of stuff like that, so. right? Because you mentioned, like, as you mentioned, like, well, you you know, it is she gonna be bending to put people over? It's like, I mean, not everybody's be like pushed immediately, like, there's always a time to slot somebody to you know, they lose the beginning and then they heat, they heat up, and like, I mean, that's kind of what they did with like Nyla, where Lila, Nyla will like lose every big match and then eventually she turned it over, turned it around, and won the belt. Um, like for me, it's like if you want to bring in a Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, wrestlers, you want to bring in Yuka, you want to bring in Maki Ito, you want to bring in maybe potentially uh, Miyu. Like, I don't think is I'm I'm I'm, I'm cutting the shit. I'm, I'm cutting the shit. I'm tired of motherfucking uh, Japanese wrestlers and, jo- and Joshi and luchadors coming in and then wrestling motherfuckers that are mid or not or crummy wrestlers and then like because the language barrier is already hard enough and then people can be like, oh, damn, I heard, what about this rep? And then like, it's like, oh, well, they, they wrestled somebody and you got to explain this to them. Like, I'm tired of that shit. Like, put somebody in there that can actually go with them and they can have a match as of the caliber that I normally see them in and I ain't got to, I ain't got to hear this bullshit. Like, it, it was so funny, like, because uh, Jeremy was talking to me about this, but like, when he first saw Mayu and Ring of Honor wrestling Kelly Klein, he's like, oh, she's okay. She's fine. And then, like, he watched, he watched the start, and he's like, oh, yeah, like, I, uh, why the fuck are they wrestling that? Because of the competition. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, you need dancing partners. So, like, for me, like, need a you, dojo. Mentioned, you mentioned this, um, when we talked about, like, uh, the last four matches of Tokyo Digi Pro Sumo, Sumo Hall show from a couple weeks ago, where it's like, you wish that Hikaru Shida wrestled like that here. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best, she's one of the best, uh, wrestlers American uh, women's wrestlers in American women's wrestling landscape. She's one of the best wrestlers we got. She don't wrestle even wrestle like that here. While she's one of the best still, like it's annoying. And I would like for people like Willow and like some of the some of our better American wrestlers on the scene to be able to wrestle that kind of talent. If you're gonna put them over, put them over. Like I don't think Willow Nightingale's gonna be hurt by losing to some wrestler that's better than her. I, I, I don't think so. Like, maybe I'm wrong because of the height, size difference or whatever else, but, like, I don't think that hurt, like, all the people that, that had to do jobs to Rio. I just don't. Um, So, you know, I, I just think it's, like, if you want this shit to actually get over, like, they gotta have good matches. This is a match promotion. Like, I understand, like, I mean, to an extent, it's a match promotion. Obviously, it's a storyline, and promo promotion, all that stuff. It does all the good wrestling stuff. But, like, one of the ways is have really good matches, and you'll be over. And, like, <coughs> this match was good. Um, and I would like to see more Willow. I would like to see more Red Velvet. I thought, I thought both of them, like, I, you know, I've talked about uh, Red Velvet before. Like, I think that she's very good. Like, so I'm not upset that she won. Um, or upset's not the right word. Like, I wasn't, like, 
damn, this is a bad mis- decision. I was just like, huh, like, they, they beat this person that was over in the whole town. They had a good match. Normally, you know, and the AEW formula is send them, you know, send them home happy with a hometown hero winning after a good match, but it didn't happen this time. Maybe, maybe the next time they have a match, and, uh, it'll be different. Yep. So after that, uh, they announced Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for, uh, casually, uh, <laughs> for the always TV title. Uh, they then interviewed Tony Nice. He was interrupted by smart Mark Serling, who offered Nice representation. I like it um, because that could be uh, Tony Nice coming into the pinnacle. He's from from Long Island. Like he can work for MJF and, and take losses and be an awesome wrestler like on the bottom of that shit. Like bring in Tony Nice. I'm always about the, about the Nice. So um, and, you know, Sterling doing the talking for Tony Nice. That works. Um uh, and then John Moxley versus Willer Utah, 12 minutes, 25 seconds. Uh, Willer Utah came out with the ROH Pure Championship over his shoulder. Uh, Moxley does a wild thing entrance. Uh, he catches a dive immediately from Willer Utah, and it's fucking yeah. on from there. Like, this is a main event style match. This, these, this is a meeting of equals at this point. Um, these guys whooped each other. Utah bled buckets. Crowd yeah, went yeah. fucking insane for him. This was a high level match. This was just like full of just like I felt like the screen. It, like I don't know, man. This this was like it pulls you in. Yeah, this match is great. And like it, uh, with the curb stomp deal on the uh, still steps, the blood, the way he the way he had the crimson mask, uh, like he's bleeding all over the mat on the outside of the floor. Uh, the dive uh, through the table, the uh, ring announcer table, uh, the scorekeeper's table, whatever you want to call it, uh, off the top rope. Um, a lot of like what I would like to call like Walterism, where like Walter will just like beat the shit out of you, and like you kick, and then like he immediately goes to uh, everybody. That's a lot of Japanese wrestlers that do this, where it's like hit you with a move, you kick. Alright, fuck this. I'm not even gonna try and get you up to hit you with another move where you basically escape. I'm just gonna slap you with a choke. But um it and then making the ropes and then escaping out and like it was just a great match. It was a great it was a great like 13, 14 minute match. The blood added to the match. This is one of the matches where like I will give them credit for saying that like, the blood added to it and the amount of blood uh added to it. And like you know, he kicks out of one paradigm shift and, and that got a big pop. And then like, you know, it continued through and it looks like this match is definitely won. And then he does the slow, weak kick out. The crowd lost his shit for that. I, I yelled out, holy shit or oh shit. And like that for me, I think that was kick out of the year so far for me. And um, then he slaps out, puts him in a sleeper. And then like, obviously um, early in the match, like he had got him in a sleeper, a bully choke. And like he teased if he's going to tap. I was like, no, nah, I don't tap. Don't do that. I was like, pass out. I was like, you know, the, the be a man memes. I was like, pass out, like, like pass out, pass out and, and almost die. Be a man. Be like yeah. Cam Nakano. Don't tap out. So, uh, so anyway, uh, once, once he passes out, I was like, job done. He did everything he needed to do. This is great. Uh, Moxley is one of Moxley's best matches I've ever saw. Singles matches. Um, we're just saying something because like, you know, um, he's been, he's had a, a number of great singles matches, uh, like since he, uh, went through the G1 and then through, you know, uh, the stuff with, with Omega and, you know, other people like Danielson. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I 
super impressed by by Willer Yuta and like showed all this heart and then like at the end like I love this the post match like after he kicked out of the second paradigm shift Moxie does the WWE he bugged out eyes like, I can't fucking believe someone kicked out which was appropriate this time because he had fucking murdered this dude um, so at the end of the match uh, <laughs> Moxley goes to the corner in like disbelief like like I gotta get away from this fucking guy and I can't this motherfucker kept rising like Terminator. And, um, income, uh, Danielson, income, uh, Regal, and, and, like, Danielson and Regal look like they want to give him some, and, and Wheeler Yuta's like, come on, I'll take more, I'll, I'll fight, fight y'all I'll, too. I'll fight, I'll fight every, I'll fight every last one of y'all in here, I don't give a shit. So was he was to, on his Riley Cooper. I was about, yeah, I was about to make a Riley Cooper job, I left him yeah, alone. <laughs> yeah, you already peed what I was going for. Uh, so, um... You know the crowd is shake are, are chanting, "Shake his hand, shake his hand." They do the handshake. Uh, they're into it. Shook, uh, I think they also shook. Uh, he, I think he also shook uh, Danielson's hand. And then, like at the end, you hear. You know, obviously it wasn't Mike, but you can hear from the camera. Uh, you can hear Mike say, "And now, like the real work begins." And it's like, and he put BCC on his chest and yes, his own did. blood. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I forgot about that part. Yeah, it was it, man. It was great. It felt like I was watching like just this major story unfold here. So I want and to it ask was you this. Phenomenal. I want to ask you this, Rich. Like, should we wait now or should we already call the nomination? Uh Creative Success of the Year. Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, write it in blood, baby. Yeah. I fucking love this. I did. Like, right I, like I think I think y'all are tripping saying this is some like one of the four hundred greatest matches in the history of pro wrestling, but um, or three hundred seventy or whatever else. But like this match was a masterclass, and they had been building towards this, and all the stuff we talked about earlier in the show with like him leaving to get to this point, uh, and him over, getting like, squashed. The last month. Yeah, him getting squashed, and him, him fighting doing a little better in the tag match, and then the singles match with Danielson, and then this, and like. You know the the slap with Regal and all that stuff to build this, and then also what you know is ahead for like what's gonna happen with him and Trent, and how that shit's gonna break bad, and how you know they're gonna have been thumping and like, you know Trent's gonna be so pissed at this point, and you know him and him and Chuck might end up fighting. Like this thing is gonna be, you know, obviously you know we're gonna see what happens with Orange casting his shoulder, but like this could be like the bit the most important storyline like, the best friends ever has in AEW. Yeah. And, and that's saying something considering like you know they had the the back the black like the batlock brawl or whatever so that was huge and and all that kind of stuff so um yeah i i i think this this thing has gone already started off with, with regal and 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 everything coming in like better than i thought it was ever going to show up and like it's already it's already one of the better things they've ever, they've ever done in AEW and that's that's high praise like i love this yeah this was um it's just, it's just like it takes you back to like just like what storytelling is and progression and new and making somebody is yeah, making somebody yeah someone getting over someone new getting over like pushing the button on them in in a couple of weeks coming up with a plan for them putting them with stars who are giving who uh, who understand what what some, what needed to be done to get them to be stars and now they're doing that for other people and it uh it's inspiring watching things like this almost so it's like i i think it's uh phenomenal like it like like when when uh you know w- when the booker of the year uh trophy goes out for the third consecutive time uh to the same person we're gonna be looking back on shit like this yeah 
Um, this is great. Like, this is everything you want out of pro wrestling. Is like a young person comes in and get their ass whooped by stars, and eventually they get they, you know, they earn respect and you know, in a defeat. Yeah, that's the that's. Rich, we watch a lot. Of, we we watch a we've watched a lot of Japanese pro wrestling. Like, this is what like most of the undercard is. Established card in a it's it's a it's a you know a younger person slash young lion lioness whatever you're gonna call it versus an established star and this person is on top beating the shit out of them until they fight until the crowd literally is fighting for the person to get up and fight back and then they fight back and then they get put away eventually and then you shake their hand at the end and then you do that enough and you get your ass whooped enough to where like eventually you start winning more and you win more and you win more and the crowd's behind you because they saw you get your ass whooped and saw you at the beginning like that's it's it's it is. They've done depending. this in three months, James. Yeah, they've done this in three months. But I mean, obviously, guy. you know, Yuta had already had been like, regardless of how over, however, whatever lack of charisma yeah, you may have thought he had on, before, on independence. right? Regardless of whatever like lack of uh, charisma you thought he may have had while watching him in AEW, he was always around and he always had good matches and he always showed good stuff. But it was like, what is your reason to actually care about him? Which is what I always hear about. These fucking dorks that are like feel like they have to be tricked into liking wrestling. I don't know, whatever. But it's like this is this is this is the kind of stuff where it's like this is what gets people to invest in people. And like, um, I still think he's wooden as a promo, but it doesn't matter if he already has a storyline for him and he could bleed buckets and he bled buckets to get himself over. The job is done now. He's a made man for now. Like yep. as far as the killers, the killers and pillars thing, like it's coming. Like we got, we got hook off the ground already. We got uh, Yuta off the ground. So what next? We Lee Moriarty and who else? Who's the, who's Daniel the Garcia? And, Gar- and Garcia's already made, like so. The only person we left is uh, is uh, is Moriarty. Moriarty. Yep. That Man. shit started as a joke. They actually did it, Rich. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, this shit started as a cute little meme. Like, so did the pillars. The pillars started as a cute little meme, and then it happened. And now the yep. killer started as a cute little meme, and now it's happening. Amazing. Yep. What, what what will be next? Never know. Um, but, yeah, man. I, I guess there's only... That's all we got on AEW uh, these past two weeks. Phenomenal shows. Um can't wait for the rest of them. Uh, can't wait for New Orleans show. Eager to see how that arena looks on television. They've been waiting to go there. Uh, Isn't that where it was Supercard of Honor t- uh, 2018 yep. was? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That's what I, it sound, I know that, that thing sounded familiar. So we've actually been to that building before. That's crazy. Yeah. And um, this one is uh, one of the shows that was originally canceled that they're finally getting to make up. Wow. So that crowd is probably going to be lit on fire uh very happy to uh Swerve's debut on dynamite that's gonna be awesome and um yeah man can't wait but um i guess there's only one thing left to do james i guess you just gotta hit the music
Okay, so um, where we last left off was the end of uh, World Climax. Shuri uh, defended her red belt two nights in a row. Sayaka Kamatani defended her white belt two nights in a row. Um, Momo and Starlight Kid are new crowned tag team champions. Um, And we... Uh, go to um the next week after that is the first round of the Cinderella tournament, and we start we start off with that pretty much. Uh, this the first night, uh, man, like they, W or A or not AEW, my God, uh, Stardom is like doing this thing that I'm finding annoying, where like they, you know. Sumo Hall Saturday, Sumo Hall Sunday, both pay-per-views. Okay. I don't love it. It's not bundled as a package of her discount. Don't love it, but whatever, fine. The very next week, they offer the first round of a tournament as a pay-per-view. That has, like, it's a 31-person tournament, so that's 15 matches. Or it turned out to be 16, because, like, they put uh, the first match of the second round on the show. So it's like, you think I'm about to watch... Uh, or not, uh, you think I'm about to watch a 16 match pay per view that's like knowing, also knowing the history of, of Cinderella tournaments, where it's like, y'all, these these matches are generally crummy compared to what the normal standard is for a stardom singles match. Nah, not doing it. So, this is like the first stardom pay per view where I just like, not not buying it, just not doing it. Um, they finally broke you, yeah, not doing they, it. They, like, they've gone too, they, they've gone too much. Three pay per views in in two weekends, fuck no. Like, what are you, TN, is, what are you TNA? Is Jared yeah. running it now? That is a lot. Look, yeah, never underestimate Jeff Jarrett and now, be, his reach. That'd be one thing of like, okay, they're gonna have title match on it's a it's. I remember last year telling you, like, this last year was the first year they didn't do the, the center tournament all in one night. And they did the first round, and I think it was in Corican Hall, and then like did, you know the subsequent rounds on the road two level shows, and then had the semifinal, and the two semifinals, and the final all on one pay per view. I remember saying to you like, I don't necessarily like Central Tournament anyway to begin with, but when you just put the, just the first round on, and then like the last match ends, you like, okay, well this is what we got going forward. Good night, goodbye. Nobody wants shit. Hello. It's, 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 it felt anticlimactic. I'm like, after that, I remember that I was like, I'll be damn, I spent $50 on this. No, 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 knock, no, knock against them, but nah, I'm not doing it. Just not. But, um, they came out and, um, they had a, a, uh, player's entrance very similar to, uh, what they did at the Grand Prix, showed everybody, called out their names. They did, they posing on the ramp. They all, like, walked to certain positions and then basically, like, they ended, like, and they had a, a vertical, I'm sorry, a horizontal ramp from the uh, entrance to the ring, and they lined people up, basically, uh, uh, people walked, that were in there further out, walked up closer, then basically had basically all the top stars that weren't champions, like, at the front of the, the ramp, and then, like, they put all the champions in the ring, so Red Belt, White Belt, Tags, Trios, Future Champion, High Speed Champion, SWA Champion, all in the ring. So, I thought it was cool, and they did the, took all the pictures, and it looked nice, but uh, once the once the match started, uh, it was just, like, kind of what you kind of remember about Cinderella's tournament, where it's like, you're gonna get a couple good matches, you're also gonna get some draws, get the hell out, get, you know, to clear up this to kind of get through the tournament faster. 
But like the ten limit, the, the in the first round, the ten minute time limit is just so constrictive to them, you know, having a great match. And like, it is what it is. Like, if you know what it is, like you can enjoy it. If you want it to be the general standard singles matches, a slew of singles matches from stardom, you're going to be disappointed. And that's why I don't rock. That's why I don't like the Cinderella tournament, even though like it's always successful financially. Mm-hmm. It's always one of their best, biggest drawing thing, uh, like shows. I don't know why. I Maybe think it's you probably get to see everybody. The, I don't know. Yeah, I think as you get to see everybody, it's unpredictability. It's kind of like a sampler, yeah, uh, in a sense. So yeah, so yeah, because you know, like anybody can technically anybody can win because like you don't have to, you know, like it's also has top rope elimination. So like has a time limit, has top rope elimination. Anyone can be eliminated. Anyone can you know end up in our drawing and get sent sent home. And also, I think it's like it has that money in the bank factor. Whereas like historically, the person that wins. Is not an established star. It is somebody that is you're setting up to have the breakthrough year to get them to become a star, like in the next year, in the year after that. Like that's why I picked. That's why I thought Sayaka Matani was going to win it, um, going from 2020 into 21, and then like she ended up having that Budokan Hall match with Utami, and I was like, I still think she's going to win, and she did. Uh, that's why we thought you know Starlight Kid was going to win, but that ain't happened. Uh, but yeah, um, going through it, uh, I'm going to speed round through these because you know these results are it doesn't really matter. But um, I'm all the way up top of this thing. Uh, so you end up with uh, Unagi versus uh, Hina. Unagi ends up winning with. Let me turn this thing sideways. Uh, my phone, so I can see. I was like, this turn this bitch sideways. What? No. Uh, <laughs> let me turn my phone sideways. So I can see uh, the results in my notes. Uh, so Unagi ends up winning, uh, beating um, uh, Rena with a blade run. This is the first time we, or not, no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Hina. Uh, two and a half stars is fine. Uh, then you end up getting Waka in there with, with Saki. Uh, Saki just bullies around Waka and then eventually beats her with, uh, after uh, Waka fight, fights back, Waka ends up getting beat with a uh, flash crucifix pin. Uh, got her out there with the uh, with the Saki special. Uh, then you get Hannon and Micah and Hannon and Micah basically trade off judo moves. Um, obviously, uh, Hannon's not strong enough, so he gets overpowered. And then Micah uh, puts her with Michinoku Driver. And then, uh, good match. Let me give him three, three stars. Uh, and Micah ends up uh, shaking Hannon's uh, hand. And, like, very similar to what we were talking about as far as, like, earlier with Willow Yuta and, um, and Moxie. Obviously, not nearly as good, but the same point stands. Like, you have an established star and versus someone that's younger or someone that's less experienced or someone that's like on the way up and you beat them and then you basically show respect because you, you know, you beat the shit out of them and they fought uh, and they showed their heart. Um, next match, you end up getting uh, Mina versus Mirai. So one thing to point out is during the, the, the player introduction, if you will, when they did the roll call of everybody of all 31 wrestlers, uh, Mina wasn't there. So... Once she wasn't there, paired with the the press conference where, um, given their history and Tokyo Joshi Pro together, and Mina wanted to try to make an appeal to Mirai uh, as far as their former friendship by handing her some memento that they had of their friendship, Mirai ripped it apart, and then Mina turned into crazy Mina, and she started eating the, uh, the thing that Mirai ripped up and I made a meme of, of like somebody just being like, you know, just crazy Mina crazy or whatever else. And like the other person kind of being uncomfortable with it with Mariah and Mina. 
she wasn't there, so I was like, oh, God, she's going to come out as crazy Mina. And then sure enough, Mina comes out. The, the crazy Mina hair from uh, October, or sorry, November came out. She has like the the jewel the jewels uh, in the fashion of uh, tears on her cheeks, and she goes crazy. Mariah's not having that shit. And then I believe, if I remember correctly, yeah, uh, Mariah knocked her ass off the apron with a lariat. Say, get that bullshit out of here. Uh, match was okay. I think it was like two and a half stars. Um, uh, backstage, they showed a video of uh, Tam and Unagi dragging. Uh, Mina by the feet, uh, like across, like the, I guess the outside hallway, because she was wanting to continue being crazy, and they weren't having that shit, and they were like, "Hey, we love you, but you gotta snap out of that shit." And then you know they did the you know the the, the salute thing and the, all that, and carried her off, and Mina, or sorry, Tam tapped her, tapped her in the back like good job or whatever else. So I'm sure by this weekend, this weekend show, she was back to being normal, normal Mina, which is like. Never turn, never do that shit again. It's too, it, it don't work. It, it, it always gets in the way of the matches, but whatever. Um, so, um, next match after that, uh, you end up getting, uh, Mayu versus Momokogo. Mayu was damn impressive being the shit out of this woman. Uh, I ended up giving it a two <laughs> for a short amount of time. It was like two and three quarters. Uh, she, she, she like gave her like a, you know, like that snap. Remember when she, when Mayu gave Starlight Kid that snap? Uh, at the Grand Prix, the base like the the snap dragon uh suplex for Bridge and Pender, mm-hmm. same thing got her out of there. Um, then you end up getting like the match where it's like two anyone could win, like two people that could possibly win the tournament or, or face each other. You get Nasapoy versus or like Kid, very good match. Uh, probably like six minutes. I ended up giving like three and a quarter, but it's like six minutes, so that shows you how good the match actually was. Um. And then in the end, they end up on the on the apron. Enotai is trying to cheat, trying to pull Nasboy off the uh, apron. Ref tells him to knock it off. Starlight Kid has you know control, but they're both on the apron. Nasboy basically like almost like body Hurricane Rana's uh, kid off the apron to the floor and gets to, it. Might you know throws out our two, our favorite to win the tournament. And I was like, you know what? I'm not even mad because it's Nasboy. Not even that. It blew up my bracket completely. My winner basically got fucking bounced. But like, it's Nasapoy. Like, if if she's one of like six people that if they won, I'd be happy if they won. So whatever. So um, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know how we're gonna review this. We was wrong as hell, Rich. We yep. both picked Starlight Kid. We both look, wrong hey, as hell. You you know how we gonna review this? Like, we not. You know, we just gonna like pretend that never happened. You know, we were wrong. Oh, no, no Didn't reason happen. to. No, no such thing. Yeah, never happened. Like, don't, oh man, like. Like, who wants to go back and hear that? You know, we only talk about when we were correct. <laughs> this isn't this isn't supposed to be some fair and balanced thing. No, we are about this propaganda here. Oh, you know, man. yeah, what about these correct victory laps when when, when we take them? You know, well, I, I think the way we hand, I think the way we should handle it is like Rossi was wrong in this front. He got this one wrong. He got it wrong, not yeah. us. We booked it correct. <laughs> But Rossi, I don't know what he's thinking. Like you know, the hat was on too tight or something. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Uh, but uh, next match after that, you end up getting Tam Nunagi and Tam Nunagi do what? Uh, not Nunagi. I'm sorry, Tam Nutami. Uh, Tam Nutami do what they normally do when they're in singles matches or in the ring together, and they beat the crap out of each other, and it was very fun. 
and um, you know, playing off of the the <laughs> Tommy Nakano thing, uh, eventually Tam got her ass beat by Utami so much that Utami started like, all right, I'm gonna stun on you. And she started doing the, you know, the face and, and stuff and that fired up Tam and they went back and forth. And, um, ultimately by the end, they, they go to a, a stretch of near falls where Utami is up like, uh, getting the rock bomb. And, um, like, I think Tam kicks at the very last second, and then the bell rings at, at, at 10 at the high limit, so obviously they're both eliminated, so that's, that frees up, uh, uh, you know, later rounds, uh, so Mariah advances to the third round automatically, basically, and, um, after that, you end up getting the first match of the second round, uh, because, um, Kamatani got automatic buy. Um, they put her in the ring with Micah, who earlier in the match, earlier in the show, fought uh, Hannon. Um, they have a good match. At the end, um, Micah, they end up on the apron. And I think I think Kamatani goes for Hurricane Rana, try to Hurricane Rana her off the top rope. But, like, Micah overpowered it and went to just basically, like, she r- basically r- diving powerbombed uh Kamatani off the apron and they both eliminated, uh, got eliminated. So they're both gone. Um, and I was like, so then from there, Kam- uh, Micah, um, says she wants a match for Kamatani's white belt. They agree that's put on the table. So I think on the next pay per view, um, they're going to have their white belt match. So, you know, go ahead and pencil in that four star match. Um, then you end up getting, Lady C and my Sakurai, um, this match is okay. Lady C is completely out wrestling my at every st- every every s- facet of pro wrestling, and then at the end, um, I think Lady C goes for a big boot, and then uh, my basically like does a a pretty nifty looking um crucifix pin and uh sneaks. Lady C and gets her out of there, and I was like, "So we just eliminated the more talented people, okay?" Yeah, all right. Um, then you end up getting uh, you end up getting uh, oh, cause I, okay, I know what I did. I put Hina and Rena and mixed them up, and I actually wrote both of them as Rena, where Hina was fun. I fought Unagi earlier, and I said that was Rena, but it was Hina. And uh, anyway, this was Rena and Ida. And, um, basically, uh, Ida beat up, um, Rena and then pinned her with her flash pin and got out of there. She advances. Uh, next round is Ida versus Mai. So, like, Mai better not beat, uh, Ida. I'll be damned. Um, so, um, uh, then you get Kaguma in Death. They basically had a comedy high speed match at the end. Yes. yes. At the end, you get uh, Kaguma um, is about to get O'Connor rolled, but Kaguma at the last second reverses the O'Connor roll and ends up on top and gets and gets Def out of there with the pin. Um, then you get Hameka versus what? Uh, Hameka versus Shuri, right? No, that's that'll be the next round. Hameka oh. versus Roaka. Um. So they basically, you know, shoulder tackle, shoulder tackles, hoss wrestling, 
at the end, you end up getting um, Hameka finishing Kaguma with the with a big running lariat. Um, I gotta say, like, I don't like Roaka versus most people. I do enjoy when her and Hameka in the ring because all they do is just just run into each other and shoulder tackle each other and sell and no sell and it's fun. Um, so. Next match after that, you end up getting uh, Miyu Amasaki versus Suzuki. Um, now, it seems as if Suzuki has some help in um, Miyu Amasaki's training. You know, she's one of, or she's a second Mayu trainee. Um, obviously, when Suzuki um, came back, Suzuki helped uh, train um, Ida. So I'm assuming when she came back, she wanted to help that as well. And they talked about like some of the meetings or some of the training sessions they had early on on Twitter and everything. And they had a good match. Just three stars. Hazuki gave her a lot. Um, and at the end, Hazuki ended up putting her away with uh, a brutalizer. It was very much similar to like, you fight from underneath. I beat the shit out of you. You keep fighting. I mean, I'm, I'm slapping on the finisher. You escape that finisher. And then like, I'll turn into a, I'll turn on brutalizer from Springs of Saturn to a brutalizer. And you have no choice but to tap. She tapped. They shook hands after that. And they, and they walked off. Um, then you end up getting Julia and Tekla and Julia and Tekla. Uh, I want to see them have a real pay-per-view level, you know, third from the top four for the top pay-per-view match. Cause this was three and a quarter and they only went like they had, you know, a 10 minute time limit. I thought they could have a great match. They were great together. Uh, obviously, they're friends, and that helps, but they're, they're really good together. And um, Julia ends up at the end. She ends up winning with uh, a pin reversal that uh, after uh, Tekla ends up uh, getting a flash pin, Julia ends up coming out on top and reversing it. Um, but, yeah, like, they, they uh, I, you know, they're going to be a tag team. They're the next challenge for the tag team titles. Uh, they're really good together. I think they'll make a great tag team going forward now that Shuri and Julia are no longer tag team partners. Um, then it's my main event, Azumi versus Momo. I think this is like the sixth or seventh uh, singles match between Azumi and Momo ever. Azumi had never beat her before. Um, they got, were given like six minutes here. Um, I give this three and a quarter. They were great. Azumi... I don't know how Azumi keeps getting better, but like even from a, a you know four and three quarter star match uh, a couple months ago, I don't know how she's somehow still getting better. Um, she's she's on fire. Like they're great together. Um, one day they're gonna have some some all time match. Uh, Momo and Azumi when it happens, like it's gonna be awesome. But um, here, Azumi ends up getting the win. Um, I think there was some interference. I think there was some interference at some point, but like short little small interference. That's the thing I like about Starlight Kid and Momo's matches and Oedo Tide. Like they give you just enough for like a near fall and then like that's the end of it. They don't keep going back. It's not House of Torture where they're just beating you over the head. They like, they don't give a fuck about having about this even being a match. This is a, this is a theater act. But, um, assuming we're getting a big one over uh, Momo. Um, first time ever. You know, you had picked uh, Zumi to make it to the final, so that's still alive, so you got that. Uh, but next round, she faces Suzuki, so we're going to see. Like, this comes down to, like, so whoever loses that match, like, both our finalists uh, will be out between, because I picked Suzuki and Starlight Kid. You picked Zumi and, and Starlight Kid, so, like, whoever loses that match, like, finalist is gone. So, best of luck, Rich. Um, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, 
the main event, Shuri versus uh, Ami Saray, the newest addition to stardom. Um, gotta say, Ami Saray. Hold on, you know, we gotta, gotta do the, the, the <laughs> joint. You know. Yeah, so. They, they, they figured that out, like, after this show, but yeah, uh. Um. How do I say this? Rich, you've seen a few. Uh, this okay. I don't think anybody throws chops in Joshi harder than than Ami, except for Nanai Tadahashi. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that I've seen anyway. Maybe there's somebody out there that I just haven't seen, but like in modern Joshi, I don't think anyone throws chops harder than her, except for Nanai. She 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 lining up uh Shuri, uh, Shuri, uh Shuri's chest. Uh, ultimately, Shuri is a you know overcoming because she's the best. <laughs> um, and uh, she ends up putting her away with uh, I can't remember the submission, but it was it wasn't like her. It, I can't remember the name of the submission. I forgot what it was, but uh, she ends up making uh, Ami tap. Uh, but it was a good match. Gave it three stars. It, it probably went like eight minutes, something like that, maybe nine. But um, she it reminded me in ways of the Mariah match, which is interesting because like after this, Mariah comes out and. Um, she says that like she was moved by the match in a way to where like she wants to join she wants to leave Donald Armando and she wants to join um the new faction which at that point um they announced right before she came out that it's called God's Eye yeah God's Eye so um she wants to join GE and um Shuri said sure um now backstage um at the you know the post match com- uh, comments, those three I feel, together. I feel like Julia ain't gonna take too kind to this. Just, she did not. You know, just, oh, you know, you, what did she? Anyway, expect Julia, but oh, I respect your wishes. I, you know, the best of luck in your career, and yeah. you know, I unfortunately you couldn't stay with me. You know, just have you know have an awesome you know life. You know, just let you let you go like a like a like free this this bird uh, right. to to fly. Like that, that's not how it went. Right. And, then, and then also, no, it did not go that way. And also, in like classic Hill faction or uh, fashion, like after she did that to Tam and and uh, um, Cosmic Angels with you know um, stealing away my Sakurai, like she was she was furious and un- and, and and angry uh, that the same thing happened to uh, Mariah. Uh, but she couldn't she couldn't act like she wanted to act because uh, Shuri was there. She knew that shit wasn't gonna go well for her because Shuri would beat her ass. So. Uh, here, here is the, the, the gist of it. Um, I'm going to go to the, here we go. So it, they show Ami and Mirai and, um, Shuri after they signed off on the, for the show at the end of the show and they're backstage and they have their comments about the match. And then all of a sudden, uh, Julia and the other, uh, and every other member of Don Alonso shows up and, uh, Julia says to Mirai, what the hell? You're just going to leave because you felt like it? Uh, and then Julia grabs Mariah, uh, and facing, uh, and facing Julia down, Mariah starts to cry, Shuri steps forward to defend her, Julia looks between, uh, Shuri and Mariah, and then wipes away Mariah's tears, she passes Mariah on the chest and, and whispers something to her, uh, the Donald Mondo members slowly leave, except for Mai, uh, Mariah steps forward, uh, and Mariah says to, uh, Mai, uh, let's let's both grow much more individually, and then maybe sometime later, and then she cries, and then Mariah reaches for a handshake, and they shake hands, and 
They're both crying, and then and then my leaves and Shuri puts her arm around Mariah. That's the that's the video uh, that they that was put up and was been translated. And I I thought to myself, Julia's furious uh, after she you know after having having doing doing Julia Julia is furious with Shuri doing the Julia herself. And then mm-hmm. Mai is, is sitting there crying her eyes out over what happened with her her, her uh, fashion made of six weeks after she's with, uh, after she made Waka cry after being with her for like, in a different promotion and then coming to, to stardom and then being in constant interest with her for like months. And I was like, I don't want to see none of them cry. I don't want to see none of them tears. Suck that shit up. I don't care. I don't care. Too look, soft. Look, you know, stop being soft. You you want to be a G, you know, right. and go to Donald Elmondo, act like a G. You had no problem packing your shit up and leaving to be a pin eater for Julia. <laughs> Don't get upset when somebody wants to leave her to go somewhere else. You did it. Look, I thought this was free agency. You don't you don't like the wrestler free empowerment. Agency? You don't wrestler like the free agency uh, don't benefit you, huh? Got yeah, this it. This is this is just wrestler empowerment, James. This this what this is. We need more rigid uh, standards uh, of coming and going. It sounds like you know we need we need contracts to be drawn up. You know, from these faction leaders, we need to start putting people on paper. You know, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, look, I mean, look at what is look at the great things it's done for Warlow and MJF and AEW, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, no. you you, you, t- you piss me off. I'll pay you to go away. Yep. Yeah, but that that was the the gist of the first round. Um, next round matches, I'll, I'll get to that because uh, I actually have that written in a um, actually made a bracket <laughs> like a dork. <laughs> um. So, um, in the next round, you have Shuri. She'll be facing Hameka. Uh, where are my docs at? There we go. Um, I sent it to you, didn't I? Yes. I have it in sheets. That's where it is. Um, but I know for sure Shuri faces Hameka. There we go. Um, Shuri faces Hameka in the next round. Um, uh, then you also have Hazuki versus Azumi, as you mentioned. You have Julia versus Kaguma. Julia versus Kaguma in the Grand Prix last year was very good. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Kaguma actually beat Julia to then get a title shot between um, her and Mayu versus uh, Shuri and Julia. So they have a history. Uh, you got Ida versus Mai Sakurai, where I want um, Ida to to drop uh, <laughs> Mai on her fucking head with that spinning brain buster. Uh, and then on the other side of the bracket, you have uh, um, Masapoi. Versus Unagi, and that match should be interesting because like either one of these two could could win this tournament. Um, then you, you have Mayu versus uh, Saki, where like you know Mayu just on upset alert because like she always ends up losing in these tournaments too. Um, Some reason she just can't. Yeah, like, Saki always the, skill, get out of there. The, the skill don't quite translate in the Cinderella tournament. I just don't understand why. Cinderella tournament, Cinderella tournament, Grand Prix, it don't matter. Like Saki, like my, like Mayu beats her ass, and then Saki catches her with that that flash uh, crucifix pin all the time. I've seen it happen three times. Um, so like she's on high upset alert. Like if she gets got again, it'd be like, yep, that's that's just what she does. She just puts this woman over regardless, just cause like 
I ain't meant to win this thing anyway. But uh, that that is given um, what has happened. Shake breakdowns with the the uh, the Ham and Utami draw and the uh, Kamatani and uh, Micah draw. That side only has two matches. Uh, Mariah obviously advances to the um, what would be the the Elite Eight. Yeah, the Elite Eight. She's already in there, so uh, she's waiting for the winner of. Uh, Mayu and Saki. So if it's Saki, like she's a shoe in for uh, Final Four. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I mean at this point, I I think I th- I think it'd be hard pressed to say like I think it'd be like Unagi. I think Unagi, Nasapoi, and Mirai have the would be like this the people I would say like have the best chances to make it to the the final. Um, I think Nasboy getting kid out of there was like a, was supposed to be some type of indicator, but we'll see what how that goes. Like I think Nasboy versus Mirai be very good, um, and also like Nasboy versus Mirai, like there could be a story at play. Like Donald Amano fracturing more as like you know they split between Julia and Shuri. Like I would love nothing more than um, they've been mentioning that there's going to be another member in uh, God's Eye. Yeah. Um, so they, they say they're going to bring somebody out, I think, um, and it's going to be in Hiroshima. That is where Konami is from. So she might return and join God's Eyes. That'd be cool. I saw someone speculate it could be Nasapoi. I would love that. That'd be my preferred thing. Like, get Nasapoi, you know, get her to second in the fashion. Just immediately just put her right there uh, where I think she belongs. Um, and then there's also, uh, someone mentioned like, you know, given the, the history of not the history, but given like Shuri's background as a, you know, martial artist, like she might want somebody from like outside with a martial arts background. You look at new blood one, um, and you think of like, uh, Tomoko and Indaba from, uh, just tap out. So like, you know, like starting got no problem buying the rights to someone from just tap out. That's what happened with Micah. So, like, any of the, I've seen, you know, Konami, Shuri, great relationship, let's do it. Konami, I'm uh, sorry, uh, Shuri, and uh, Natsupoi, great relationship, let's do it. Bringing in, a, bringing in a younger girl with a martial arts background, makes all the sense in the world. Can also be, like, play as a pin eater or whatever else. Makes all the sense in the world for me. Like, any of them three options I've heard about sound good, like, and, but in the meantime, between time, Shuri... Ami and Mirai, who the fuck's beating them? Hey man, I'm I'm down with the God's eye, man. Yeah, same here. So uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, unless you have anything else to, we didn't talk about TK and the bots. Oh, let's get to um, it. Let's get to it. TK and the bots. Can man, you pull up the tweet? I got the tweet. So Tony Khan tweeted. An independent study has confirmed much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. That's right. Fakes. Uh, It's a staff running thousands of accounts and an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people who would pay for such a wildly expensive thing. Research this one yourselves. You internet detectives thrive in these situations. Speaking of wild things, you won't want to miss Moxley versus Willa Yuta on Rampage tonight. Their boiler room staff is going to be working overtime on a Friday, and I love it. Ever wonder why so much of the activity on these accounts is retweets and replies? Like, who actually has 80% of their activity as straight-up retweets? He then 
continued to be entertaining on Twitter for most of the day from there alluding, you know, acting like, like alluding that he pays Brian Alvarez. He's going to have to take Brian Alvarez's uh, monthly stipend away for reporting something incorrectly and then telling Brian he can keep the 200K since they squared it away and, you know, and Dave will keep his as well, uh, launching that meme back into um, existence. Uh, All this shit was pretty funny. I don't know what to do with Tony Khan. Like, are there bots out there? Obviously, like, there are bots out there um, that, you know, help, you know, stoke some some flame during the 2016 election, the 2020 election uh, from Russia. Uh, hmm. And there obviously, are, there obviously are bots for companies to want to um, push engagement to then sell disengagement as um being meaningful for why they are highly valued like they sell it it, it, so like that's that's everybody but like you're not going like i don't care i don't i do not care how big of a wwe fan or supporter or apologist you are there is no way i don't care i could talk to this man myself there's no way in fucking convince me face to face that like there is not he is not paid for bots to help engagement for on, online. Like I think I think you'd have to be like I don't know what the level of naivety you would, it would take for you to think that like nah he has never or they have never done that. Of course they've done that. Not like, because look it's where them, a lot but of because their views like come from right. And it's not because of it's not because of uh it being um because it's them and they're evil. It's because like. I think I think everybody does this. Like there I think are people, every entertainment, heard, major entertainment like, uh, company does this. Like we've heard for years about people like getting f- spots on like for Spotify listens, bots to do that um, for for people faking their Instagram uh, followers and stuff like that. And um, as far as like the anti AW stuff, like it's real easy to set up a bot to do what you want to do to, to, to signal boost something that is like, you know, like you give some real stuff in there and you mix it with the bot and then that shit explodes. Like I fully believe like that there's like, you know, if, if something is important as an election, this could get used for, right? Like you telling me that like someone in a much lower stakes situation, like that professional wrestling is compared to politics. Like you telling me that, they wouldn't do this so like like we know they pay for fast national numbers to troll them with to release on weeks that the numbers may be low and then they disappear on weeks like this like when rampage did 600k and 0.25 in the demo we didn't get any fast nationals this week uh so do i believe that there's something possibly like this yes i do um it's fun to laugh at i I think a lot of the people that have proclaimed themselves to be anti-aw have taken up um, calling themselves bots now right. because um, they're like offended because like they think that Tony Khan is saying like people that criticize him are are non real people. When I was like, nah, what he's saying is is that like the people uh, is that there are fake accounts or dummy accounts, if you will, or you want to call it, that, that are retweeting boost. and replying and adding engagement to people that have this anti that have this you know anti AEW stuff in like. I think people got are like 
either don't understand it or understand it and are furious and think that like, wow, you like people don't, bot. Pe- people don't really like rock with me. Like I'm actually like being used. <laughs> and like, I like look, man. Like I think I think if you're like, online, we've, we've, I feel like if seen- you're. We've seen people run the anti AEW grift. Like it's an easy yeah. way to to yeah. try to get an audience. Like yeah. to like if you're like, yo, I want to. I'm not even gonna name no accounts to signal boost anyone, but there are accounts that have like made their thing. Oh, what's working for Jim Cornette? All right, I'm gonna just do that. I'll set up a a botch page. I'll set up uh, a bunch of different ones to, to retweet each other. I'll clip stuff out of context. Like we've seen all these people do yeah. these things. Yeah, and. It was, just, it was just funny seeing like all the hit dogs holler. Yes, it, it, was, it was really fun, and I was just like, because one for me is like, I'm not anti WWE. I'm anti like stuff. I think is crummy, right? Like when NXT is like, I'm not one of those people that think like NXT is completely different from WWE. It's like, nah, they were more or less doing like a dub a version, uh, any indie version of what WWE would do, right? But whatever, like. When they come out here and they have like the you know night ones or uh, Becky Becky Bianca's, I praise them like you just heard me let the week before. Like when they're out here and they like and they do like lame matches like Ronda in in Charlotte, then I'm going to say that shit sucked. And unfortunately, like they have a bad ratio right now. Like, I, I, and I always hope it turns around. Like the reason why we review these pay per views, I dra- I can't drag you almost kicking and streaming to do these reviews every month. Because like, there's no reason why they can't have a good show. I just saw them have a good WrestleMania night. Like there's no reason why they can't be their, what they do on pay per view. They just don't because they got someone that that's fucking up their uh fucking up their storylines uh, left and right. Who's the head booker, which stinks. Um, but yeah, like, so people that were mad is like. I'm, at first, I was like, my, my initial reaction was to be like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to need to hop off of here because I don't want to see none of this shit. They ain't going to like how he reacts. I don't want, they, they're not going to, they're not going to react fond to this. And I was like, I don't know how. And then like, I saw them all call themselves bosses like, oh, you misunderstood what he was saying. Okay. I'm in. I'm in. Like, y'all are just so mad. Y'all didn't even realize what he was saying. Okay. I'm in, I'm in here. Uh, so like, what were your, what were your favorite things that you saw? Oh man, I just them calling I, themselves bots or is it more? I think the whole thing with them calling themselves bots, people um proclaiming that they are anti AW openly now, at least like they're willing to put their name on it to yeah, they told themselves, to yeah. to be offended by this yeah. or whatever. Um these people that, that swear up and down they're just like, Oh, you know, they don't even care about AEW or anything like this. It's like it's it's just funny. Yeah, you care um, enough to apparently consider yourself to be anti. Just weird. <laughs> Yeah, that's weird. I like yeah. pro wrestling. I'm anti pro wrestling promotion. Okay. Yeah. What did they do? Um, they didn't do wrestling that I like. All right. I mean, I, I can I can still understand that. Like, I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. They I, said mean things. You know. Yeah. They, they they keep talking about the wrestling that I watch being bad. Oh, so they're working. They're actually like friends with most people that are on this roster. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> there's just I I think the. The funniest thing about it was some of that stuff with Dave and Brian that he that <laughs> Brian was 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 talking about it, and then um, Tony Khan replying to Brian Alvarez about like docking his pay and shit like that, and it was all like kind of to promote rampage. It seemed like yes, it was, and the whole thing was like 
like Tony Khan can tweet anything and then just make it ten times funnier by saying rampage tonight at the end of it. Like, <laughs> well, the first time he did that shit, that's what got him in trouble because it's like, oh, you want to say this about you want to say this about uh, about Big Swole and then say rampage tonight. Okay, I see what you're doing, but like, yeah. but yeah, I guess that's his thing. Like, this, yeah. is, all, this is all this is all the way to get you you know stoke some controversy to then try to draw eyes to rampage like it makes me wonder like because i feel like he does it with rampage more than he does it with dynamite do you feel like he like is concerned about that number even though like the time slot should dictate the, like what that number is more than what you know more I, th- than- I think he's he's definitely become conscious of like the competition that's around rampage which is why you saw you know the blackpool combat club get thrown to rampage last week mm-hmm. and it was like they popped a number uh and then like hangman texas death match title match adam cole this Friday, um, like they are conscious of like the heavy competition that was around playoffs are about to start. Yeah. They're, they're like, yo, we have no like room to sink because we have, we're, we're constantly reproving our value every week. It feels like just in time to have like no weeks, you know, when, when it's time to get that next TV deal, and there's like a merger going on with like Discovery and Time Warner. There's a lot of stuff like in the air. So I think he's just trying to make sure every week is as solid as possible and really start using Rampage in the way that, you know, I think a lot of people envision Rampage to be used. Uh, I think it's still like, you know, for like when usually it's like one hour, it's like a breeze to watch every week or whatever. And it's really enjoyable. That time slot is difficult to deal with. Um, and now this next coming week, I believe Rampage is at 7 p.m and it's yeah. live so yeah. like it, it's even being like even more so it's like i think they're i think he ha- is conscious of that like rampage needing like the promotion and the matches yeah so speaking of that i, I looked it up um we were talking about where you know rampage and the battle of the belts rampage and battle of the belts are one taping okay yeah so um yeah, that's all one taping. So that explains why it's going on at seven. They'll do you know rampage, then do battle of belts after that. Then they'll air it. I, I assume the next day. So. Hey, and I and I saw like people like put, like doing screenshots of different things that look like tweets that have come from bots, like that were like promoting like WWE stuff. So like. Yeah. It is like, you know, a you lot see, of like, Roman Reigns avatars, like, you know, <laughs> just, you know. You see a lot of like this, almost like the same exact tweet verbatim. Yes. That are like, and it's not like some one sentence thing. It's like a, almost like, you know, three three sentences. And it's like verbatim. It's like a grammatical like, error, uh, error in one of them. And like, that's it, it, it all the same. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Like we know that we knew this stuff existed. We always knew this existed, but the, the fact that like this dork verbalized it's just like, what? oh Bro, no, and, and he, did, oh, he, no. He, he ran like an independent study or whatever. Like, and a lot of people thought at first that he was gonna say it on his air. company. They thought his company did it because you know he's oh, an okay. analytics guy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it was like a different company. So like, I am waiting for the day he drops the documents just just to see him scramble even further. It's like deny this hard evidence. We- <laughs> Rich, do you remember? Do you it's remember? gonna be it's gonna be incredible. No, when, check this he out. Puts that out. Check this out. Do you? I I know you remember this. Do you remember the day we were all over at my cousin Alex's house, and me, you, and him, all were like sitting 
we're going through the Mitchell report as it like the announcement of the Mitchell report. Is this what it's going to come down yeah. to? Like he's going to pull out a book this thick, and then he's like, "Well, let me let me flip through on oh, page five hundred thirty-two. Like this it, shit going to drop one hundred thousand retweets. Right? Like we like this shit going to drop. We all going to click on it, and we're all going to try to read through to find to find the names. Like, man, I don't care about this. I'm trying to see names. Oh shit, David Ortiz. What? <laughs> Like, oh man! Like it's crazy that we don't give a fuck about baseball no more. We were we were doing that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, bro. The like, report was like some standstill moment, and now baseball eh, when it's on, I guess maybe. Oh man! All right. Yeah. Anything yeah, else? Just- though? Just if y'all want some real entertainment, go through the quote tweets for that uh, in the comments because. As James mentioned, a lot of hit dogs. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess I am anti. I guess I am anti AEW. Well, you verbalized it, not us. Um. Yeah. So that's in the show. Thanks, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. If you are um listening from the stream, um. No. Also, actually, first things first. Thanks for listening. But uh, be sure to raise some water app you're using to listen this with. Um. And um, if you're on the stream watching this on, on Twitch, hit us up with the bits. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast forum, go to our Red Circle and drop us off with a donation. Donations. And, and be sure to uh, listen to the other shows on the network besides One Nation Radio. You have Keeping It Strong Style, The Rookie and Clyde Wrestling Show, Grumman Watches Shit, The Great Consequences Podcast, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great oh. Match Generator, and AEW Match Guide. I went on a spree of accounts I knew that would be on that bullshit and just started naming them on, on my timeline, and it was it was pretty fun. So check that out. <laughs> Yo, and also uh, while you're at it, um, be sure to check out. Um, I have to, I, I think we'll link to it in the um, in the uh, description of this podcast, but be sure to check out the uh, our LOP all time draft. Oh um, yeah, it is. Me and Rich and Sam, Sir Sam and Imp, um, and a lot of guys from uh, Lords of Pain wrestling headlines, uh, and we're we're in an all time pro wrestling draft um, right now. I think we're at like round ten or eleven right now. Yeah, um, I, just, I just made my tenth round pick. Okay, who you take? I took our uh, my last pick was Ultimo Dragon. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so, we can go through who we have so far. Oh, like, okay. So uh, my first round pick was I had the seventh pick. I believe James had the thirteenth pick. So, yes. And then the snake so, in a fourteen in a fourteen person draft. Yep. So I got Kenny Omega, Kenta Kobashi, Will Osprey, Kota Bushi, Shingo Takagi, Jushin Thunder Liger, Shuri, a Holy Demon Ar- Army, Soshiaki Kawada, and Akira Tawe. Drew McIntyre and Ultimo Dragon have been my first ten rounds. Yeah, so uh, my my picks because uh, I, I don't think I'm at I think I'm at nine right now, but I have Ric Flair, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, the Young Bucks, Adam Page, Hangman, uh, DIY, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Mayu Watani, Hiromu Takahashi, and Tetsuya Naito. 
So I think Rich is uh, is having more fun than than, than I have because he's been put in better position to be able to get uh, better uh, people. But I will say this: like regardless of, uh, I I don't know how well he's going to do as far as when it comes down to the fan vote. But um, Rich is Rich is like Rich did really well as far as historically. Like if you're going to see this, someone has watched a lot of a lot of the wrestling outside of America. Like you see all see that list, you're like. God damn, he, he did really well. I think my thing is like at first it was like I was picking like values like damn, Ric Flair fell to thirteenth. <sighs> Fuck it, I gotta take him, gotta take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like uh, all right, well on the other way around, you know, like who I'm gonna have someone that's like on that kind of name brand value to get so like I tell you, angle. Um, and then from there I was like, I can't let Rich just get the young box. Can't just do, can't do that. Like <laughs> they won't make it. They won't make it past Imp or Sam or, or twice before I get I there. I, I'll take him. So I got to get the young bucks. Rich cussed me out. Um, I don't think he cussed me out, but you were like, you fucker. But uh, yeah. Um, and then from there, after that, I was like, I'm tired of taking these fucking value pitches. I know, like, that's where, you know, that's where I got to go. Like, I want to actually, like, have some fun. So, like, I started taking my people. I started taking, like, Ishii and Mayu and, and um, you know, like, in Hiromu. And then, like, it was a certain amount of time I was like, you know what? I know I got to take him because of value. Give me, give me, give me Naito. Uh, I got Naito with the, like the hundred and twenty eighth pick, and like it was, it was real fun to like screenshot that and like underline that number and send it to Zach. Because I, I think we should. I like the be, you know, we like destroy him by Naito. I think we should also take the screenshot and send uh, Seth Rollins' pick to somebody as well. Don't do that. <laughs> but I've got a, I've got a really great. Uh, I've got a big board. Uh, of guys that went through and so after the first 10 rounds like you know most of like the supreme like unfuckwithable talent is gone oh, yeah. but there's like there's still tons of like it's an all time draft of anyone in the yeah. world anywhere I have like a, a ton of people I have like I'm drafting somebody I know no one's gonna draft like and it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible because what I'm gonna do with them is like uh, I don't know if people are gonna gonna get it but i know i'm gonna be supremely entertained at the thought of it so yeah, i haven't even i haven't even i've been just drafting i haven't even thought about like i've been drafting more of the sense of like oh talent, i've been just talent, talent for incredible wrestlers right. like I, yeah my, just, my thing is i'm, I'm not, uh, i haven't even thought about like uh like putting together a card like i'll worry about that once i get to the roster yeah um like i saw some people who like were uh, like, people you know. booking programs on the on, on, yeah you know. like now nah, you're gonna miss out on talent trying to do that um like I look. There, look, there've been a couple, couple draft selections. Where I've been, I've been like, huh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think the Miz already went, and I'm like, that. That depends on your perspective of what you watch in pro wrestling. Like, if you've only watched, you know, U.S. U.S. wrestling, I can see Miz going, um, going. Uh, but like, if you're someone like me that's been just been watching Miz. And never thought that he was, a, and always thought that he was a mediocre wrestler or okay. And then, like, that never got better. He had a couple good matches. He had a couple really good matches at times. Um, and, like, he, you know, he peaked in 2016, and then, like, he's been stale ever since. Like, I, that doesn't enthuse me to go get him. Like, no, 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 I, I mean, I still like him. No shade, but, like, it's a historical draft. I think I'll, I, I think that there's more, I think there's too much talent out there for me to just go with a guy that's been stale for five years. I, like, if your whole thing is like, well, look how decorated he is, like, well, I mean, I don't give a shit. Like, he was put, he was put, he was chosen. Yeah, decoration, that's like, 
what? Like, that's like the Booker man decided that. Like, like what did he do? Like, yeah, yeah no, man, like, <laughs> it's it's so different when you look at like the accomplishments of like, especially like what those accomplishments used to mean compared to now. Right. 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 Like, yeah. Like, it, it's a little different. Like, I mean, Miz was a fucking WWE champion uh, last year. And it's like, come on now. Does anybody, does anybody even think that make, that sounds, that sounds like, that sounds like it makes sense based off of the year he had leading up yeah. to it and after it? Yeah. Yeah. So, like there's... you know, but whatever. Like, if you want to draft him, you want to draft him. But, like, I, it, I wouldn't have drafted him. I understand if, I understand he got drafted, but that wouldn't have been me. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I take Drew McIntyre that round. Like, I'll take Drew McIntyre. Like, I don't remember what round I. T- who did I take that round? He look it up and figure it out because I don't uh, remember. Uh, your ninth round. I guess that was ninth round. If that was ninth round, then I took Naito. Yeah, yeah. So Drew McIntyre, that's you, Naito, the Miz. Something yeah. doesn't quite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, be sure to race whenever after you're. I already went through the whole spiel. Yep. Like, yeah, I, did, yeah. I went Holla. through, yeah, yeah, holla. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.